When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 7 and 8 of The Shadow Rising, Playing with Fire and Hard Heads. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season four, episode five. Um, getting closer and closer to changing perspective, our, our locations in our book. Not going to give away when we're going to do that because we have Ian and Chris have no idea. But we're still in the Stone of Tear. Um, we've been there since the beginning. And um, some new developments this chapter, and we'll, we'll get into this in a bit. But before that, some quick housekeeping things. Uh, as far as Patreons, we have no new patrons this week. Um, feel free to, um, if you feel like giving us money, um, go over there, help us out. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, as far as YouTube goes, give a highlight on that. Um, have some, lots of videos actually on deck. So we'll have some new videos coming out this week. So keep looking forward to those. Um, I'm actually going to be recording one with Ian. I haven't told you that yet, Ian, by the way, we're recording a video sometime soon. <laughs> so, Let's do it. Uh, I'm always down. This is how this works. <laughs> it's the planning, the, the amount of planning we have for our podcast. <laughs> hey, by as the long way, as you warn me live. right before you hit record, give yes. me a chance to put my clothes back on or something. You know, it's Shh, don't talk about that. <laughs> um, so... No hidden cameras. No hidden cameras. But before I get any further, I, we do have some guest on us. Our guest on us. On, on us. With, <laughs> oh, buddy. With us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have some guests on with us this week. Um, so wanted to introduce them. We have uh, with Amber and Tracy from the Road to Turvalin podcast. Podcast. I can't talk today. Um, and I just want to let them introduce themselves. Tell them a little. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. What you guys do. Feel free to talk as long as you want. So, Amber, Tracy, take it away. Take it Yikes. away. Yeah. Um, we started out with a new spring read-along type deal. Mm-hmm. And we are currently doing Eye of the World. And every so often we pepper in these 101 episodes that we're really fond of. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like researchy stuff. And then we always seem to break our episodes up into first half no spoilers, second half full spoilers. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we get to have a, an episode that's just like full spoilers. And I think our, like, I just finished the series two, 
three months ago, maybe. And so we Congrats. had like an entire episode. Thank you. It took a really long time. Um, How much did you cry? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> did, did it take you six years? Because if not, I don't really want to hear, hear about it. <laughs> um, I she's, actually, she's reread the series. Yeah, I've reread. Okay, so I started yeah. the series in 1993, 94, somewhere in through there, just shortly after he had started releasing it. And I was still in my teens under 16 i think probably and so i kept reading it look like you could be that age <laughs> thank you it's her, her eyes that i weigh it's my it's because i'm mm. secretly an eyes to die thank you thanks um <laughs> but anyway so i started as a teen i didn't finish it until this last year but i hit a point with it i think it was at like book 10 and i think i was like 24 and I was in school and I was a parent I was just everywhere and I got really pissed off with the direction of the book and so I threw it across the room and I was like fuck you Robert Jordan never again I gave so much of my life to this this episode this whole I can't wait to series. feel that <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad at least You're we really get to blame Alan. Alan. Yeah, if, if we get there, we get to blame Alan. Yeah, so we get to throw Alan across the room. It's actually so, <laughs> one of my friends after the the series completed was like, you know, it really finished up really well. You might want to go back and reread it. And so I did that. Like I started rereading it, and then I got to the end of it, and I got about to the middle of it, and I was like, I don't know if I can finish this series. Like there's just this trepidation inside me of like giving an ending to something that have been part of my life I hear sometimes like women decades. have a hard time with the build up just not wanting it to end so. <laughs> um, and then Dragon Mount was made <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I love the series I loved how it ended I was actually really surprised at how well the series ended I thought Brandon Sanderson did a really good job of wrapping it up and Amber and I fell in love with New Spring together, which was super fun to do. So, I don't know. I love talking about Wheel of Time stuff. I like the place that takes us. We take a lot of historical dives through things that we find in the series, and I think that's always kind of fun. So, I don't know. We have a good time. Good. Sounds neat. Thanks. Cool. And thank you for having us. It was really nice yeah. of you to invite us <laughs> onto your podcast. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Um, so also one more announcement I forgot to add. Um, I'll add it now. Uh, so next week we do have a guest as well. So mm. yeah, we have another guest coming on. So we have uh, Delusions of Grendel coming back to the podcast. Uh, she was on An Eye of the World with us. Uh, three books yeah. later, she's coming back. Notorious uh, D.O.G. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she has her own podcast now, Feather and Mountain podcast. So um, she will not be coming on with her co-host because he has not read a single page of the book. Oh. Um, yeah, he's it, it's a different take. Uh, they're doing more of a TV show type podcast. So he's going to be a first time watcher mm. um, without reading the books and get a perspective. Of, oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cool take. There's definitely going to be a niche for that. That'll be <laughs> mm, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now, she'll will be he on. To read a book as they move to the next like. We can I ask our co-host next week. <laughs> I have no idea. She'll give us the deets. I've listened to a couple yeah. of their episodes when she does it live, and it's pretty cool. But yeah. I, I will have to ask her because I don't know everything about it. So yeah. this is a, a safe thing? 
Yeah, it's safe. Uh, they yeah. record actually on our Discord server. So there's a section on our Discord server at the bottom for Feather and Mountain. That's so how we much actually... I use our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not like you're busy, Chris. I mean, come on. Every time you yeah. come on here, you talk about all the free time you have. I know. I know. I'm such a slacker. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of being so... busy, we can talk about personal life a little bit. What's going on? Um, First of all, as... so ladies, you guys have stuff that we could potentially listen to. Like. Non-spoiler, non-spoiler, because the summer's oh, yeah. coming, and I'm a teacher, so I will actually have. I don't want to call it free time. I'll have time that could potentially be available to actually mm-hmm. explore other people's stuff that mm-hmm. has had that have been around the block. So, yeah, I would say the Eye of the World series that we've done the front half of every episode is spoiler free. Um, okay. All of our 101s cool. we structure so that they're spoiler free at the beginning as well. Um, Pretty much the first half of the majority of all of our episodes and yeah, then we, we definitely free. give warnings so. yeah okay, yeah cool. yep cool it'll be it's very clearly defined we have an ad that goes in the middle and then we dive into spoilers and yeah try not to so ruin everybody things out for... there there's no excuse not to go and listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good job Chris. Exactly. plug away yeah, plug thanks. away plug away yeah do it so um Yes, yeah. So let's talk about personal life a little bit. Um, I haven't been doing much but just getting my garden ready. So my my wife used to be a master gardener, which is a thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. so we do a vegetable garden every year, and we finally got everything ready to go and have uh, put plants in the ground yesterday. So I planted a couple blueberry bushes, uh, some tomatoes, some peppers, uh, and and really do some strawberries for the kids. Question: Do blueberry bushes come up every year? Like I heard um, there was like a four-year life span This is our first year thing. doing them, um, okay. so I don't know. I know this okay. year. What, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm with, here with, for the gardening with, advice. Yeah, so, I know, so right? I know with most berries, it's like so for our blackberries, we do have blackberry vines as well, and I know for those we have to net them once they get mm-hmm. uh, certain size because otherwise uh, birds and squirrels and all sorts of other animals love the, the berries and they yeah. will eat them all. Um, so mm-hmm. you won't get anything yourself. So that's um. Um, so once they get bigger off the net, I'm they're other perennial. Than <clears throat> okay. Um, so the, yes, the only come back. Yeah. The only thing that I know that we never been able to grow well is asparagus. Uh, it takes mm. two years anyway to grow asparagus. A so yeah, the old spargle. Um, but, yeah, it takes forever. And we you tried gotta, a few times committed. and it never worked out. And corn's always been tough because you have to grow so much mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah, so we tried we... to grow corn last year and realized mm-hmm. that it was stupid to try to grow corn. Yeah, from Indiana, I had corn here, and I was like, "This is garbage. What is this? You feed this to people. This is okay. All we have to do is drive down the road, and someone's already grown it for me. Thank you for growing that for me. Mm -hmm. Pay you money for that. We we have about a hundred corn in the ground this year, so we should get some. uh, That's a that's a lot. If the geese don't eat it. If the geese don't, the geese it, yeah. don't. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of animals that might eat it, but we do have a dog that will. Definitely How confident try are to... you that you can chase off a geese? Because those things are ferocious. I, those those not, Canadians are vicious. My, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dog from will the chase them off. <laughs> okay. Do you have a ferocious uh, dog? It's just oh, no. She's, she's actually so she's ferocious. a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's, she's a bigger a pushover. dog. Yeah, she's just a baby retriever. Um, and uh, it's a, you know, ninety pound. She's oh, gonna go out back and form a little gang with the geese. Like exactly. they're all gonna <laughs> turn on Alan. <laughs> and, and, Alan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alan comes out there like. Hmm. 
squat up, y'all. He's got all the corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's all that's going on in my personal life. If we get done recording early enough and my kid wakes up from his nap early enough, we might go fishing this afternoon. Now, so. Alan, I'm a little upset with you. Oh, you No are. strawberries for the kids. So we go strawberry picking every year. Do. Um, we don't grow it ourselves. Strawberries are high maintenance. See, now I went over to my get my boom patch. mic. Oh, your strawberry That sounds patch. really sensual, Tell me more about it. it. <laughs> 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 no, we just moved and the apartment that we live in has a giant patch for strawberries and it's full. Oh, nice. like, totally full. That's I've been phenomenal. meeting for the past two days. Awesome. I yeah. went to Alan's house to pick up the, the boom for the mic and his kids were picking up like wild berries thinking they were strawberries. And it was so cute. And I was like, Aww. all right, so... Alan's mm-hmm. got a task to do. They at least yeah. know what strawberries are supposed uh, they'll to try, look like. Those little snake berries, mm-hmm. they'll try to pick them up thinking they're, but they're poisonous, so we have to kind of like watch yeah. them, swat them out of their hands and say, don't eat those. Uh, <laughs> drop it. Drop yeah. it. Drop it. Mildly poisonous. Like, can they'll you survive. drop it and smash it? Show me how good you can smash them. I don't want to deal with the throwing up kid. I know it won't kill them, but it just, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Right. It would not I be like a fun I like that that's the thing that, that restrains you. I would rather not yeah. deal with the child vomiting. Thanks, yeah. guys. Don't worry about the children. Just your well, concern. The cleanup is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to die. Totally just yeah. teasing him. No. <laughs> so personal life, what's going on with you guys, uh, Ian, Chris? My life has been overshadowed by what day tomorrow is. Um, I could talk about so many wonderful things that have been going on in my life, uh, except the tax day extension in the U.S. got pushed to mm-hmm. the 17th, so I went oh, ahead yeah. and wrapped everything up today. I just got offered more fried chicken. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> and I said yes. no. That's how committed I am to the show. I said <laughs> oh, no. Tell <laughs> mom to send me some. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went ahead and... I've been dragging my feet on this because this is the first year in forever that I have to file single, and I knew I was going to get shellacked. And I, in my in my brain, I kind of guesstimated, and I was way off. Like, man, if anybody out there, if you're getting government services, just know I chipped in, and uh, yeah, <laughs> enjoy. I guess. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I'm gonna yeah, be recovering from this one off, for man. a couple of months now. You need to be writing some things off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your cell phone expense, your your friends, yeah. your yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alan, I'm writing you off. It's, it's okay. Exit. Check. Anyways, that was right a swift yeah, alcohol this morning. Yeah, so I wasn't going to drink I'll today, the... but I submitted that, and I'm like, well, we are now drinking today. <laughs> so. What is Chris up to? Well, let's. <laughs> Come uh, on. So to be real, like um, I had an, another interview, like so I got a call back from one of the principals that the first principal I interviewed with, she called me like Mister Seven Five Seven. She's from the area, but she's down in Charlotte, and she was super happy to interview me. Her second, her formal interview was super tough, and I was like, I don't want to go to this school. This woman is super data driven. She's not about the students. She's just about the numbers. Like I don't want to be in this spot. And so I like let I didn't even tell her like didn't follow up with her. I followed up in the with the thank you, but never actually reached back out mm-hmm. because I found the school I wanted to be at. Well, as things turned out, I can't teach math down in Charlotte right now. I have to finish my praxis, which whatever I'll get that done eventually. I'm studying for it now, mm-hmm. um, and I plan to do it sometime in June. That's my goal. 
But I get an email on Wednesday from this principal's assistant principal like, hey, we want to do a second round interview with you. And I'm like, well, that's the offer letter interview and I can't teach math. So I emailed her back. I'm like, hey, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, Some things have occurred. I can't teach math there. I can only teach like exceptional children and elementary. So then I get an email back. Oh, we know. And I'm like, wow, really? And she's like, yeah, so let's set up an interview. And then I get a call from Human Resources like, hey, the school wants to set up an interview with you for exceptional children. Do you want to accept the interview? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. We've already had one. So I get on to this interview, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, another interview with this lady. And then she was the way that she was the very first time I met her. It was just, like, fun and free, and there was, like, 15 people. It's an exaggeration. There were six people in the room, and they were all part of this admin team and she's like yeah we we looked we saw that you weren't gonna be able to do math we had you slated for sixth grade math which you can teach but our sixth grade teacher is coming back Mm -hmm. so we created an exceptional children position for you and you're gonna teach sixth seventh and eighth grade math yeah like she created a position so you'll teach math at all levels but specifically, we're going to give you two classrooms. We're going to give you a 25-kid caseload, maybe a few more if we get hit harder. And then the other part of your job is just to work with the administrators, and we want you to go through and we want you to develop um, like activities and games and stuff virtually that we can assign the kids that are exceptional mm-hmm. and that are academically gifted. So I'll be working with both ends of the wow. spectrum. That's They're amazing. like, you'll get the chance to learn the administrative side of things. You'll be working directly with the admin. You'll be able to coach the, the teachers and co-teach with them. And then on top of everything else, you will um, you'll just get great experience. You'll be able to move to Charlotte. So, like, fingers crossed, prayers in the air that the letter actually hits my inbox by mm-hmm. Wednesday. And then I'll be, you know, planning to move to Charlotte come June 18th. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. That's wonderful. Like, this is supposed to be a multi-month process, and I I have been pushing, and we've made this happen in in two weeks. I got all the work done. Like, there was about a month and a half's worth of work for this program that I'm going to be in. I got all of it done in two days. So... And, and you're going to end up tail. you're going to end up in the history book somewhere because what I heard you're a trailblazer here. I've I've never heard of somebody somewhere else in this country finding out that you're from the seven five seven and somehow that encourages them to hire you. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, you're from the seven five seven? I need you. Like, normally it's the exact opposite. They're like, wait, what? Well, part of the 757. I need more to <laughs> continue this conversation because I've heard well, stories. Then you always go, oh, I'm from Yorktown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or Williamsburg. From Williamsburg, yes. Williamsburg. No. Yeah, straight I'm from down the street Pungo. from You ain't getting the job. You never tell them from Newport News, and they're like, wait, what? You mean bad news? I have literally had somebody interview go, you mean bad news? Why is this even a yeah. national thing? It is. We... But it is what it is. Yep. And, and don't yeah. say P Town like because they'll say Portsmouth. Say Pocosin from Pocosin. I think Jay Z. I think Jay Z made that famous by rapping about bad news with Alan Iverson or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. One of the songs. Yeah. Oh, Missy Elliott and who else? We got Missy Pharrell Elliott. from the Neptunes yeah. and yeah, yeah Pharrell's exactly. from. Her. And did you know that Justin and, and now CP. last two major CDs were made right here in Virginia Beach? 
Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Did you know I've been to Pharrell's house? No, I did not know that. Yes. Oh, I need to do that with you. Yeah, I no, I, I can't go back. Like I was not supposed <laughs> to be there. Yeah, no, uh my our our good friend from high school, Dave, he had some kayaks and we went kayaking out around Virginia Beach. We dropped him in and we saw a house party going on back in one of the canals back there. And we just rode up to it and decided to go crash the party. And had no idea whose house it was. Uh, didn't uh, see anybody. Uh, we probably saw people famous there. We had no idea who they were. We just grabbed some beers out of the cooler and started just hanging out with them. And then we left by kayak. And it was the next day I looked on Google Maps or whatever, trying to figure out whose house we were at. And, you know, was able to figure out the house because it had a moat around it, um, and, uh, which is really cool. It's a giant house like on the water. And I was like, this is really cool. And I looked it up and sure enough. I feel like yeah. I would question that if I saw a house with a moat, I would be like, these people have a moat they must think they're yeah well i mean it's a bunch of special. rich people down there anyway <laughs> yeah. it's a very rich area so like i was like okay and then um i looked it up um online and then went to the gis survey so you can look and see who actually owns it and pharrell mm-hmm. williams owns it and i was like oh i was at pharrell's house last night <laughs> uh, that's cool <laughs> is it a newly built home or is it an old home it was i mean at the time I mean, this was years and years ago it was i mean it looked fairly new i didn't go inside okay. I just there was Pharrell like, so they would had, do that. You know the reason why I'm asking is like 19th century architecture frequently kind of like attempted to recreate what they thought was the medieval period, and so people right. did uh, weird things like build fake castles and put moats sure. around their property. So I just didn't know if maybe like the castle like, gallery, Tracy. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but also yeah, if you're worth like might, so bad, if you're worth tens of millions of dollars and you're building a house. Yeah, like I can imagine Fro going, a... okay, I want this in the house. I want this tree. I want a moat. I, I want this. And they're Alligators. like, is that it? And he's like, no, uh, moat with sharks with laser beams. <laughs> no, alligators. alligators. Alligators, yep, that'll work too. Yeah, that works too. But yeah, so um, yeah, I just so happened to party there. Um, and yeah, so been to, at least in his backyard um, and partied at his house, at his yard. Cool. I yeah, I think we have decided. Uh, you, you have now. You've met Alan, right. Chris, and Ian. <laughs> oh, that's welcome true. to welcome you're to stardom. In your own right. Yeah. I think we decided on a wedding venue finally. Ooh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So the Ballantine oh. Resort in Charlotte. Google it. Nice. It's massive. Like we won't be able to find our guests, but we'll be we'll we will have all of the features. I just need to see pictures of the dance floor <laughs> so I can choreograph my moves. Like I need to start you planning. You will have that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we may even introduce you. Maybe nice. have someone with a bugle mm-hmm. horn or something. And <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I bumped into Paris Hilton in uh, in Vegas one time. Um, yeah, I was drunk, same thing. walking out of yeah, I was that was hot. Um, I, wa- I was walking out of the Hard Rock Casino and uh, she was walking with her entourage and I had no idea who she was and I was stumbling, literally drunk, out of the casino and <laughs> stumbled over <laughs> and bumped into her and I was like, she looks really familiar and it didn't click until I was like three blocks away from the hotel. And I was like, oh, that was Paris Hilton. <laughs> so then immediately I went on like TMZ and like, sure enough, there's like Paris Hilton's party in Vegas tonight. I was like, okay, cool. That's so cool. I just saw her. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, every once in a while you run into celebrities, literally. Um, so <laughs> let's get into the episode. Are you, do you guys have a personal life you want to share before we go? And Nothing too to. exciting. I mean, yeah. I just moved. Everything behind me looks clean, but what you can't see is stacks of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I was going to say, you have a very nice home. I love the plants. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Let's go uh, on to predictions from last time. So uh, I really only had wrote down two. Um, I'm sure we had more, but one was mm. that one of the girls is going to be able to heal Stilling because uh, Ian says he works in contracting and anything can be fixed. So yes. um, that was a prediction. <laughs> and then that when they go into the doorways that Moraine was talking about, they're going to meet the creator, i.e. Bella, and it's just going to be a horse, a stable, and they're going to hang out with Bella when they get to the doorway. Hundred percent. I'm doubling down. We on both still of have not had a Bella point of view, or even she's still the White Tower. She's still the White Tower. From Bella. No, she's still the White Tower. In the White so Tower been, stables. Yeah, yeah. She's in the stables of the White Tower, so they, we haven't really had much. We, we've been the Stone like Tier, so she's not there. I mean, it's good yeah. she's there because eventually stuff's about to hit the fan there, and she's going to save the day, like just kicking people around and you know, a couple hoods and, and, and face it, and right. be, be the creator. So exactly. she's just going to will it to be. And Bam. So. <laughs> so let's get into chapter seven, right? Is that what we're on? Yeah, chapter That's seven. Playing so. with fire. Chapter, chapter symbol is the wheel of time symbol. So the good old infinity snake with the wheel. And we're still in the center tier. And I think we're in Egwene's point of view. So uh, we start with morning. Uh, Egwene and Elaine are presenting themselves to uh, the Aiel, talking to Gaul. Um, all the good stuff. So we'll start with their thoughts about this opening scene. What's going on? Let's talk about it. Well, I do enjoy the way Jordan decides to set the scene. You know, when, a, when and excuse me, this is highly generalizing, but I'm going to say it anyway. When a woman really wants to impress, she does dress. Like, I don't care what anybody says. And here you go, a necklace of sapphires like a deep morning sky and another strand woven into her red golden curls showed up the blue of her eyes. Like, So based on this, do you have any predictions for? Two giggities. I mean, mind you now, I've read read (laughs) the chapter. But as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, she's coming in to impress Rand. Yeah. Like, I mean... Instantly. Now, here's the thing about it, and I don't want to skip ahead, but I'm going to anyway. We're going to travel throughout time you got as it. we go through these chapters. Rand has a thing for her and for men. Now, is this one of these series where we can have that happen? Or will Rand have to make a hard choice? We got a lot of books. Mm, a lot of books. Do. And which choice is going to be harder? You know, because maybe that's how he makes his decision. So, are you? Which team are you hoping for here? I really like men. I'm team men. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm game for a good tomboy. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> my first fiance was a tomboy. Like, there was very little makeup unless she was really going out, and it made life so much easier because instead of waiting for an hour for her to get ready, it was like 25 minutes, and I could handle that. Now, I love Chanel, and she's rough and rugged too. But she's not a tomboy. Like, she has to dress. So I have begun to be that guy that's like hour two. We're supposed <laughs> to leave in 20 minutes. 20 minutes later. We are supposed to have been walking out the door 20 minutes later. We're 20 minutes late and we still have to drive there. And now I'm been like, oh, yeah, we have to be there at three, knowing that we have to be there at five. So, yeah. Yeah, but picture her in a necklace of sapphires like a deep morning sky and another strand woven into her red gold curls 
with nothing else on. Giggity. Because <laughs> that's my favorite way to picture her. Did I get th- three giggities for that? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an extra. <laughs> she earns a third. Absolutely. She's a third. Yeah. There you go. What? So, um, yeah, they're trying to convince Gaul to let him in, saying that, yeah, I'm just going to check his wounds. Um, yeah, Gaul lets him in, says to be careful. Um, he's kind of in a foul mood. Because Rand's, Rand's kind of always at this point brooding and just in a foul mood. <laughs> so, yeah. um, um, I just gonna... want to jump in and say I love Gaul. I love him. In so this like, how, how many moment where we get like this, like, oh man, I don't even know. <laughs> He's just like how they describe him and how he looks and like that flash of a white smile when he's making fun of the fact that like mm-hmm. Rand threw out one of the Tyrian nobles <laughs> and they almost <laughs> reached those pretty statues standing over there. Like, and they're warriors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gaul is just like, um, I live and breathe being a badass all the time. That's me. Love that. Now, I'm trying to keep track of how many different IEL group are actually here. <sighs> I feel like got it's them only stone like dogs. a handful of well, yeah. Well, Gauls, Gauls from Wars, the Stone Dogs. Stone that's dogs, a that's a that's yeah. a war society. It's not one of the Septs. He's yeah, from the Tardad Sept. Um, there are is it seven IEL Septs? Are you asking us? I'm, I'm asking <laughs> I'm sitting here getting insider information. All right, so there's seven steps. 13, 13. See, ch- chat comes through. There's 13. I was going to so say, I thought there, there was 12 slash 13. Okay, 13. Oh, so there's 13. 13 steps that we're going to learn about in the next three or four books. Sorry, yeah, continue. Stone dogs are not a sub, which means they're yeah, like they're, yeah, a it's like society. Group. Well, it's like, it's like right? Fars de Mai, like the Maidens of the Spear. They're, they're, they're in every sept. Um, they're just a society of warriors. So Stone Dogs is like a society of warriors for men within gotcha. all the different stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Stone Dogs. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. so Tracy, before guns. you said that, I was going to knock the Aiel a little bit here. Um, we we talked in a, we've, we've talked in a lot of episodes about how awesome they are, but like now mm-hmm. they're the actual real guards. I mean, the other guards that are out there are just pretending mm-hmm. to be guarding. Mm-hmm. They're the ones actually guarding Rand and helping him out. But then they just keep letting all these people in, and they're not – obviously, they're not talking to Rand first. At least in this example, it's not like one of them ran in and was like, hey, Rand, Egwene and Elaine are here. Would you like to talk to them? They're just like, oh, yeah, we're checking you out. You're legit. Yeah, fuck it. Go in. And I at, think <laughs> – no, go ahead. Was, I'm so sorry. So before you spoke, I was just going to give them a hard time. But then when mm-hmm. you said that, I was like, you know what? I – so I was active duty army and I'm still in the reserves and I've mm-hmm. been put on a guard detail before where you're mm-hmm. on like long eight hour shifts. It gets, it gets extremely boring and you have to entertain yourself mm-hmm. and <laughs> maybe they're just like, you know what? Let what these ones in. Rand yourself. can handle himself if he needs to. And it will be hilarious if they go flying right. out the door and hit that pillar on the way out. So mm-hmm. maybe they're not slacking off. Maybe there's a little entertainment value for them as well. They're like, yeah, you do you're have not, to you're, you're not a threat to him. Go know. for it. They still don't know whether or not Rand is the guy. They're still testing him every mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So he better be, be able to handle his own shit. Right. I think that I think what I see is that the Aiel have a very specific relationship around Aes Sedai, and they believe that is this when they believe Aguin and Elaine are both Aes Sedai. Yes. Correct. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So they would, I they would defer to them the same way they would defer to like. 
someone who, of a high-ranking uh, part of their society. Sure. And I still feel There's like... There's a specific group that comes to mind, but I don't know if you guys have gotten to them yet. So <laughs> just no. I think if anybody was trying to come in and those Aiel <laughs> thought they were a threat to Rand, I, th- I think they'd either mm-hmm. check with Rand or walk in with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, I, I think they size him up them. a little bit and they're like, yeah, we'll just see how this goes. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let him in. <laughs> and I, is it... The men and ladies that can channel up. We, we have heard about them already. But we just Which ones? Kinda, the Aiel that can channel. Oh, wise one. Yeah, we have heard yeah, about wise one. Oh, okay. uh, they, they've talked about him in previous. Because in the Great Hunt, they bring it up when they meet um, Urin. Yeah, they yeah. um, mentioned them. On the road, and he comments that Varen looks like one of their wise women. Um, and Varen Bean Brown was like super intrigued with that. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me I'm dangerous. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't mind my ink smudges. Just yeah. story time. I love Perfect. her. Exactly. Varen's one of my favorites. So the, the two girls go in, and Rand's in there. The calendar is up on a gaudy stand. Rand's reading a book. Um, and he immediately gets super suspicious, like, what did Moraine send you? Like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Like, is this, is this some of her plots again? Um, so that's Rand's initial, I guess, reaction. He kind of has a scowl on his face, and he's laissez-faire, sitting on a, on a, on a chair, just reading a book. I, I don't know if it says yet what the book is, but he gets into it a little bit. Yeah, the little blip uh, Rand talking about, hey, did Moraine send you, just puts more emphasis on the position Rand's in where it's going to be really tough for him to truly trust all of these people. Um, You know, he grew up with Egwene and even Nynaeve, um, but he still has to question the loyalties now because Egwene is, I mean, she said she wants to become Aes Sedai. She's been traveling with Moraine so much. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. He says some people, and there was a pause. He said some, and he paused. People want things I can't give, things I will not give. Mm-hmm. Suspicion grew on his face <laughs> with shocking suddenness, and his tone hardened. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Did Moraine send you? Are you supposed to convince me to do what she wants? That was a very pointed question at Egwene. <clears throat> yeah. It wasn't for Elaine and Egwene. It was specifically for Egwene because of the relationship that they share. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. trying to determine whether or not there's still loyalty of the two river f- girl that he grew up with versus the Aes Sedai that is now standing in front of his face. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the same expectations of Elaine because their friendship is very vague, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, again, the physical attraction and they've gone through a few things together, but they didn't grow up together. He doesn't have a fair it would not be fair of him to have high expectations of her. Mm-hmm. And he knows that she's used to kind of doing as directed. But when it comes to Egwene, he's like, what's the deal? Yeah. So I, I really like the emphasis. and I, I, That's the one thing that I miss about reading the book versus listening to it is when um, Jordan takes the time to italicize words, he mm-hmm. is being very specific mm-hmm. and making a very valid point. So a beginning italicized yeah. a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good point. So 
And then, of course, I love the, the right away snappy answer. Don't be a goose. <laughs> right then and there, she, like, proved all of her points in just one statement. This wasn't the, you know, in-controlled eyes to die wannabe. It was Egwene, the girl who would snatch him up in a moment and be like, do you not realize who I am, who you were talking to? Mm-hmm. And kind of to play into that whole idea that she brought a little bit back with her when she traveled into her other self like this is the woman that should be his wife and this is the one timeline where she may not be yeah mm-hmm. yeah so then as they enter Rand's first thought process is trying to ask them to uh, help them with translating old tongue because obviously the book he's reading is an old tongue he wants to to translate it and he asks them if they can help uh, and without even even saying anything to each other, they both kind of refuse. Uh, Gwen's like, I don't know how to yeah, Gwen's say like, things. Just because I like the tongue doesn't mean I understand it. Yeah. Um, whereas Elaine, being the daughter heir, does actually possess the knowledge of old tongue. But yeah. but I guess with 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 visual cues or a body language, gets a nod from a from a Gwen like, don't say. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gwen kind of seems to be. Um, I feel like leading this. Mm-hmm. Encounter, mm-hmm. yes, and I think mm-hmm. it's definitely planned between Egwene and Elaine. That Aguine oh, I mean, it's stated, taking, it's very, it's yeah, made very there's, evident. There's no subtlety about this. I don't know how I feel about this whole setup. Well, that's the thing. It's it's really yeah, I feel, I feel like it's just kind of shitty that they were like, so by the way. If you would like to pick him up now that I'm done with him, I know uh-huh. how you feel about him. Like it just, it feels, it feels shady. You know, I feel like they could have had a much more transparent But doesn't this happen in real life all the I time? I have no idea. I don't do yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> I would never do this to she someone. I would just be lie. like, hey, look, I'm done. And Elaine is just, I mean, look at her and her sapphires. And she wore yeah. a really uncomfortably low-cut dress for you. Like, <laughs> she's awesome. So you have fun. I'm gonna go do Aes Sedai shit, and uh, I love you both. Talk later. Yeah. yeah Why luck. wasn't it that? Mm-hmm. Right? I guess it could have been. Well, no. sorry, sorry, so in, sorry. No, Maybe it's all good. In, in this little blip, though, you get so we. Chris, I know you mentioned where she starts calling him names, and it's like a throwback to yeah, I'm the same old Egwene from the block. I always think. But that's a then by the way. immediately <laughs> afterwards, with the whole "Hey, can y'all read some old tongue?" and Egwene's like, "No," and she knows Elaine can. She does the look at Elaine like, "Keep your mouth shut." So then mm-hmm. she's right back mm-hmm. to playing him a little bit. So she is yep. teetering that line of, "I'm your friend. I'm Jenny from the block, or Egwene from the block." Mm-hmm. But also, I have a mission, and we're going to be very cautious in how we approach you because you know Egwene doesn't necessarily trust him. And that's kind of what the rest of this chapter is, is kind of feeling him out and what he can do and all that jazz. So, yeah, she's not being completely like her exact, like I think, has I think her gl- exact quote was, uh, don't mind the rocks that I got. I'm still Peggy <laughs> from the block. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's on. You can kind of see some different sides of um, Egwene right now, too, because mm-hmm. she kind of falls back into like, you know me, we're mm-hmm. friends, we've known each other forever. And then she's going, you know, woolhead, blah, 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 with names and whatnot. And then trying to compose herself like an Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're getting these kind of, 
inconsistencies from her she comes in and she's like hey i know i'm like 16 maybe 17 and all of the other Aes Sedai have told me that there's just absolutely no way that a female channeler could help you learn how to channel. I'm here to tell you that we can work on it together. <laughs> and I love her optimism, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, I'm like mildly embarrassed for her. <laughs> like, where did you come up with this? Like, why? <laughs> I'm but sure I know more. Yeah. I'm say, sure I know more than everyone in the White Tower. That's, yeah, you know, I'm, hundreds yeah. of years it's old. Such a, it's sure. such a 16, 17 year old mindset at the same time, though. Yeah. No yeah. offense to 16, 17 year olds. I have a 20 year old, almost 21 year old, and like he's in that stage right now where he's like adamant about really? what he says. She is an yeah. acid eye. Yeah, I have, I, have a tw- I have a 20 year old and a six, almost seven year old. Uh, yeah. But yep. is this really a new way of thinking for her i don't think it is like back well, I mean, in two rivers she not... was the girl and she was the wisdom in training mm-hmm. yeah. and she went back and forth between these two roles so this is her yeah. mo this isn't but now new she, but now she's yeah, talking I i'm stronger than moraine like i mean she even said oh yeah i love like, that yeah. part yeah. The Ooh, would be no, i'll give her that. i would love <laughs> can you imagine if moraine was listening in right she's got her <laughs> yeah. a little mm-hmm but is this, is this really? Egwene being naive, or is there truth to this? Like, as I read it, I oh. thought there was oh, truth to it. Oh, like, no, there's truth to it. Yeah, yeah. There's truth to it. Like, she, she's how not as naive or all. Yeah, they're all significantly truth? stronger than Maureen is. Mm, yeah, that's, much more that's the vibe I got. Give it yeah. to me. Which is scary at this point. <laughs> but the thing, yeah. like, I think what, and I mean, I don't want to in- interpret what you were saying, Amber, but I think the point is that, like, Egwene is going through changes and some of the things that she does are like complex and contradictory because I think later on she's like I don't know anything and I was like that's right you don't <laughs> you know like she she's aware that she doesn't know stuff but she's also arrogant enough to feel as though she can do stuff and I like that combination is it the more you, the more you the more you know the more you realize you don't know you don't know you know yeah yeah so she's at least willing to like kind of take that step back at times and i think after this encounter with Rand, she's definitely looking at him differently like she Mm -hmm. was not expecting to encounter that level of strength from Rand, and i think it's i mean she also shows a little bit i don't i don't want to say disgust but when she's thinking about a male channeler, she's mm-hmm. just like, ick, like, ugh, no, like, yeah. me, obviously put off no by it. Sadine. And I'm like, this is your friend. This mm-hmm. is your friend. This yeah. is, yeah. you've grown that's up That's part of the battle, together. though. They've, they've been, that's been ingrained in them from the very beginning yeah, that, that, like, is this true. is something you should fear. From the beginning of and, Eye of the yeah. World, yep. that's one of the first things that's laid out there for you. I mean, growing up in Newport News, you're always told, you know, if you ever meet someone from the Bloods or the Crips, you know, the to death. And then you meet one, you're like, Oh man, I'm supposed to avoid this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or somebody from the numbered streets. Anyway. <laughs> hey man, I grew I grew up in the numbered streets, man. I know exactly. I made it. I know, right? <laughs> so if somebody comes and knocks on your window, do not roll the window down. Drive yeah. forward. <laughs> but I think the the thing that really gets me from this scene as we kind of move forward throughout this chapter is exactly what you're talking about but i think it's the the disgust is a feeling mm-hmm. it, it's become ingrained she said 
Um, <clears throat> what Moraine claimed was supposed to be true, a woman cannot teach a man to channel any more than she could teach him how to bear a child. Mm -hmm. Egwene was not so sure. She had felt something woven from Sidene once, or rather, she had felt nothing, something blocking her own flows as surely as stone dammed water, but she had learned as much outside the tower as within. <clears throat> Surely in her knowledge, there was something she could teach him, some guidance she could offer. Now, what we know about Sidar, when a woman embraces this feeling, it fills her with such awe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a disgust from the simple fact that she's being blocked from what she knows is good. It's like, you know, feeling that soft flow on the back of your neck or you know, a touch in the wrong spot for a few seconds, a lingering hand, and then somebody going, and now I need to go to the bathroom. Bye. Yeah. Well, yeah look at that little tease. That's a good yeah. way Before to put it, actually. That's yeah. messed up. Yeah. Before we get to the difference between Sidar and Sidine, um, one thing I did want to point out was, you know, I found it interesting that Rand can sense it when they're channeling. Um, he gets goosebumps, and they test that out, and he can actually sense a woman channeling. Whereas when he did it, they couldn't sense anything at all. Mm. So I had a question for you guys. Do you think that's just the difference between the male half and the female half? Or is that just because of the overall power of Rand that he's actually able to do it because he's just so much more powerful versus is it actually something different in the two power? Well, I, I don't think we got to that point yet, but I did have thoughts on that. Again, with Sidene, it is a feeling of availability. Like there is a presence, or seen with Sidar, excuse me. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling as if there is a presence. But with Sidine, it's the lack of presence. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, a male I, in this, I will, will find out in books to come, maybe all men can feel <clears throat> that power because they feel the feeling of fulfillment but they're never able to actually reach that same level of, of joy and pleasure that comes from that power. It's just like, I mean, the reference of giving birth, like a male will never experience that amount of pain, but then again, that amount of pleasure and, and joy and love at the same token. And we couldn't handle it. I beg to differ. Think... I've had the man <clears throat> flu, and women cannot have the man <laughs> flu. So they, they don't know how bad it is. So it's so bad. Also, Tracy and Amber, I don't know if Alan gave you the warning before the show, but you should have a U.S. Coast Guard certified life jacket for this podcast because occasionally <laughs> shit gets deep and you oh. be well prepared. Yeah. I was like, are we going boating? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did I, did I yes. miss something? Will there yeah. be like flippers? Do I get yeah, a, there, well, you should have Didn't we have them, a boating right? question recently, Tracy? What was it? Oh, yeah. We were talking about. Uh, the, the boom. spray and the boom. Yeah, what about it? Happy to answer <laughs> any question that, for you. That one's easy. There's a reason they call it the boom. Because <laughs> if, if you're not paying when attention to where it's at, boom. It goes boom. It goes boom. So yeah. it really um, is just onomatopoeia. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, it is. You were right. We were both right together. I know. I know why it's <laughs> called the boom. Like, both biblically e now. Both Eden, yeah, both me, Ian and I both race sailboats, so we're, we're mm. very familiar with a boat. Um, and a lot of things on the boat are called, it's it's very onomatopoeia, um, what you're saying. Like, the boom goes boom when it hits your head. Um, that sounds and, like and a an lot, enticing a lot of things are, 
Yeah, a lot of things are described. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of things are described, um, and it's basically exactly what they do is what they're called. So, like, um, there is the downhaul, and you pull it, and it pulls, it hauls the sail down. Like, it's it's that simple. The downhaul. (laughs) They were all terms come up with by men. They have to be very practical nature yeah. so that we can understand them in a <laughs> moment. But, but we also it's have great. very funny nicknames for these things. Well, that... no, because it's different cultures that have different names. So, like, what a downhaul is in America, we call it downhaul uphaul <laughs> for the two different lines. In Britain, they call it the, the upfucker and the downfucker. Um, so, it's, <laughs> so if you're sailing well, okay. with British people, they'll yell that line out, and you and we sail with enough Brits and Aussies and Kiwis that we have to you know, all know. The different. Yeah, you got to know all the terminology um, for all. I'm going to learn some German boating terminology, and then I'll share it with you later. Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. put that Perfect. at the top of your to-do list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's actually a there's a race I was on, and I was I was on the front of the boat, and I just remembered I was yelling back at the back of the boat just because I'd been sailing some British guys, and they didn't know the British terminology, but I got so used to using it, I'm sitting there yelling back, and I'm like, "He's the up fucker." So, you know, and they're yelling back and they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't the know rope what to right do. there, just take it off. <laughs> You're like, noob. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't know the different terminology. That's perfect. That's me. Uh, anyway, so back so to we're the story. So directly answer your question. Mm-hmm. I do think that is something that all males that can channel will notice. Women, too, will feel the lack of, and men will feel the potential for fulfillment, but never receive it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Deepness. I, I was thinking, but as you together, asked the question, like going ahead a little bit, Egwene, she realizes <laughs> that, well, she can, you know, do this one weave and then maybe another. Um, at his max here in this little demonstration he's about to do, he has 50 bazillion weaves going on at the same time. And maybe it's just the the females so far, they're not able to sense it because it's just so much more than they've ever seen or experienced. Like, it's so outside the box of what's part of their reality. Like, they don't even know how to sense it going on. I, mean, I don't know. It's a bit of a stretch. But I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think there's some validness to a perception like that. Yeah. 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 So after I mean, going, very, I'm sorry, I was just going to say there are two very opposite things and mm-hmm. you, yeah. the people wielding them interact with it in different ways. And agreed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I so feel after, like I just stated the obvious and I continuously am interrupting you, Alan. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're enjoying it. Have you never listened to one of our episodes? <laughs> Alan never gets to talk. Finally, Alan's like, God, guys, I'm going to speak now. Put us with it. We're like, hey, we're going to the and we've had a lot of guests on that don't know how to contribute without spoiling. So literally their comments are, okay. Yeah, I can see uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've had guests on that, that literally just don't say anything the entire time. But okay. They, they, they don't cool. know how to like, comment like, without... Mm-hmm. Well, in book eight, <laughs> this happens. Like, you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're actually okay. really practiced at that at this point because mm-hmm. we do yeah. our first half spoiler free. And so we try to be really thoughtful both about what we're talking about and what we want people to actually know and understand without it being a spoiler. Yeah. So like 
we had we yeah. did an episode on Minethrin because it comes up. But like, how mm -hmm. much do you really put together about it when you're in the series? And sure. Minethrin's really fucking cool. Like yeah. the things that we learned about it were so fun. Like. I don't know. There's there are layers within layers within layers of the series, and I think that it's fun to zone in on a specific like an onion. An onion has layers. It's exactly or a parfait or a nougat parfait slash buffet. Thanks, Arthur. Okay. So what I was saying was, Gwen, after she does her channeling and Rand feels it, she asks him then to to channel, and she feels nothing. And she's like, are you doing it? And then he reaches and pinches her in the bottom. Um, oh, yeah. Is it her? Can you feel Elaine? that? Both, both of them. them. Both yeah. of them, yeah. He gets both them both. Them. It's a double pinch. <laughs> he, he, he got men, too. She just wasn't yeah, there. She just wasn't <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> he just all the way across the world. <laughs> Three giggities. Didn't want you to be uh, feeling left out, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If, it, if in three chapters Rant's it starts with men me. rubbing her butt going, gosh, why does it hurt so bad? That's <laughs> what happened. <laughs> What's That's that movie? So is it Night of the Roxbury where like the agents like, do you just touch my ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they're all like conference call. <laughs> I think that's the movie. Um, yeah. It's a it's a very deep cut reference. Um, so, um, but yeah, so it has this little thing, and they get kind of offended by it, obviously. Um, and he decides to use his power more and shields them, lifts them off the ground. They don't even realize the they're shielded. The ironic thing is they both want him so bad, but then he taps him on the bottom. Just, well, he pinches him ever so lightly, and then it's like World War Three. She pinches him. She pinches him back though. A hundred. Yes. Oh one. yeah. So oh, yeah. he's like he's in pain. Yeah, he was yeah. limping after yeah. that. Yeah. He couldn't walk. Yeah. He was saying. like, like she wanted it, and then all of a sudden, bitches. See, I'd yeah. be mad. That's why we get so confused. We never know what yeah. you want. What you want for dinner? And then three hours later. Yeah, it's been but 84 then, years. But then Rand goes all super Saiyan, uh, lifts him off the ground, shields him, makes the flames go cry, starts melting stuff everywhere. And like, now here's where I had a question. Can I ask a question? Yes, go for it. Yes. Now, did he shield them, or was it because he used Sidene that they were shielded from use? No, he intentionally shielded them. Shielded them, yeah. Okay. So and I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that that was one of the things that reading through this actually startled me. Like, he knows both of these women, and here he is. And I mean, you can kind of like push this out of Gwen because she's like, come on, Rand, he do something. Isn't he kind of grasping at straws though right now? Because he yeah, doesn't really know, he doesn't, he doesn't I mean, know he doesn't really how to channel. Yeah, but I feel like he like lifts up Egwene and Elaine and blocks them and then everything else goes to shit. You know? Yeah. Like I feel if there was a first w one or he two weaves, that was it. instinctually distrusts. Exactly. And so he instinctually die. grabs for the thing that he there's somehow a, knows how to do. There's a whole 360 yeah. of distrust right now. I thought for a minute it was a lasso. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I was like, okay. trust the lasso of distrust. You can't trust the ladies that you love. T-shirt. Like, huge relational Sorry. issue in the future. Like, I need him to get over that. Communication is skill. And you know oh. what? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. And and and, and as honestly, all this is going ladies. on, the girls are. You can almost picture it as Rand in a cage, and they're just kind of poking him with a stick, like, come on. Just... 
We're going to do something. He's not doing it. Poke do him something. harder. Yes. Okay, I'm yes. going to poke harder. Haven't you ever done that so, before, right? though, Ian? I'll be honest. So, like, I'll get messed with. Like, Wanting a tap, reaction. Tap, tap. And then I'll, like, throw you across the bed. Yeah. Well, and it's like, like you, initially, you don't just that. ignore it. You let him be like, hey, that's not cool. Stop that. Hey, that's yeah, not cool. Like, Stop that. Sorry. Hey, if you do that again, yeah. like, seriously, yeah. I'm about to show you something. And then when you react, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're such an asshole. Why would you do that? Be like. It's I like, just you told me? you to stop poking me with the goddamn stick. <laughs> you see how my large my hands again. are? <laughs> I have literally like all of Chanel and pushed her th- craw- clear across the bed. It was gentle enough, but it was like, like, was like throwing the nobles out of the right. room. A playful <laughs> wrestle. I love with, like, this that look. imagery. Don't you just love that imagery with like one of the nobles just like. Shoosh. And, the and then your Aiel, then your Aiel guy just sitting there going, <laughs> he threw yeah. exactly yeah. like yeah. he like they yeah. they they rattle their their spears in approval of this joke. It's not they're what they bucklers. do. They, they're bucklers. I'm like doing this like back, it makes sense. Thanks, Amber. Back back in college, Ian, if I was annoying Ian, Ian would just sit there and call me over. He's like, hey, I gotta tell you something. It's a secret. Come closer. Come closer. And he would lean in every time. He'd lean in every time he'd smack Why? the Why? <laughs> Sorry. That's just like... I'd start whispering something in his ear, and he'd be like, what? <laughs> Schmack. <laughs> I don't know. It was a Not thing. nice. But so back back to your point, Chris, as long as you and Chanel have a safe word and you both respect it, then whatever happens before the safe word is technically consensual. So, you know. So... Uh, okay, and actually, and sorry to kind of like circle back around to the actual topic we're supposed to be talking about. You're, you're trying to lash us up again? You're trying to? Yes, yes, I am because like we brought this up just a little bit earlier, and since we're in this moment, we're like Egwene and Elaine are like pushing at him in particular. In particular, Egwene, this is when she stands and um, says, "I am stronger than Moray," and she told him mm-hmm. firmly she would be whimpering on the floor or insensible if she tried to hold as much as I hold now. Jeez. It was true, though she had never before uh, rated the Aes Sedai's ability so closely, and I fucking love that. Like, a queen just suddenly is like, so by the way, super powerful. The woman that we all respect and kind of look up to I'm stronger than her. And, and I think I little. know everything because yeah. I'm 16. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but is it that or is it because she had mm. that peek into the future? Mm. I mean, she's saying it with a newfound confidence. We, in the beginning of this book, Egwene was not confident. Yeah. Have we? And okay. it wasn't until she went through that moment in time where that she, she was came the Amberlynn. I yeah. don't know if yeah. I agree with you about Gwen's lack of confidence. Really? Really? In either world? I feel like I she mean... hid behind, in the eye of the world, I feel like she had hid a lot behind Nynaeve. Yeah, but then you have that huge section with her and Perrin. I mean, Perrin like, gets out of yeah. the river and he's like, oh, fuck, I don't have a horse. I don't have my saddlebags. I don't have anything. And he comes she's upon like, a queen and she's shit. like, yeah. I've got a fire. I've got a horse. I've got all this shit pulled together. Wait, hold on. You said There's it right a there. There's raven Back coming up a little to bit. attack us. I'm going to like use where my sling it, and Where did her strength raven. actually come from? She started the fire because of True. Bella. 
That, that was her. Uh, yeah. Because Bella wasn't there when she came to start the fire. Bella had a fire. Of course, Bella Karen was worried. Yes. Karen did All have right, Bella. So Bella, Bella had one that's magical. But I mean, <laughs> yes. and there's that part later on. I mean, we just went over these chapters, so this is really fresh. But there's that part later on where they are running from hilltop to hilltop, and the ravens are behind them and ahead of them. And one of them kind of swings back to look at them. And before Perrin can do anything, Queen's already got her sling out, and the raven's dead. Down. Like, I don't yeah. think Queen lacks confidence in the early parts of the books. I think she is searching for who she wants to be. I mean, okay. Mm. I can Being feel that, willing yeah. to do and having Thanks. confidence are two different things. I am not going to disagree. Say with that again. My, yeah. Being. being willing and able to do. Mm-hmm doesn't necessarily require confidence but necessity she did those things out of necessity mm -hmm. she started the fire because she had to to survive mm -hmm. yeah and she pulled out that sling reactionally because she had to to survive mm -hmm. parents a deep thinker or a slow actor like had it been her versus rand or her versus matt matt or rand would have taken care of the ravens first oh that's a, that's a good way that. to look at it actually yeah, yeah. Like mm. I look at look at it in that sense, she was the faster acting individual because she is just that. She's more on top of her toes, and instinctually she's fighting instead of you know flight in those mm -hmm. moments. Does that take sure. confidence? You know, I don't I'm know. Here like I there keep on that one. I'm so I just keep going back to little tiny Egwene in the Ravens chapter where she's like. Carrying I'm the best, water. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the water best carrier. water carrier. <laughs> I'm going to have my braid before anyone else. I'll, I'll be the When youngest. I agree, she's, she's searching for a sense of self, and she's looking for acceptance, and she's looking for somebody to acknowledge her. And, of course, she's looking for all that from Nynaeve. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. she became her other self for the momentary time that she was going through the trials and messing with the Ta and Grial. And then she realizes that she's better than Nynaeve. And then she's been in a world where she was in command and she had power. And she came back with a renewed sense of purpose because she had seen what she could be. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped her to establish this newfound confidence is because she's already seen it. Had she not gone through that experience... How much of this would she be going through? And mind you, she also got captured by the Sanchen, and she lived through that. So she's been through some stuff. So experience has pushed her beyond the innocence. Hmm. I still don't think she should be poking Rand with a stick. She's playing with fire. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. 100% huh? agree. She's trying yeah. to get the stick. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, so, it's, it's funny that that comes up after you know she's saying I'm this much more powerful than Moraine mm -hmm. and then learning how powerful Rand actually mm -hmm. is so. yeah yeah I, I think and that's the yeah. thing that's really interesting about Egwene in this chapter is she goes from being like blah 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 I'm so great oh shit not so much you no. know and I think she accepts it as graceful as she can at the this age and keeps herself very very well and then she's like and by the way i'm not in love with you right <laughs> well she I was love you. humbled by the fact that she couldn't heal mm -hmm. she just thought right away like carefully she spun out hair fine flows of air and water and spirit 
the power used for healing and felt for his old injury. One touch and she recoiled, shivering, snatching back her weaving. Her stomach churned as if every meal she had eaten wanted to come up. It seemed that all the darkness in the world rested there and ran side, all the world's evil in a festering sore only lightly covered by tender scar tissue. Now here shows, in my opinion, her lack of maturity. Because as often as Moraine has attempted to heal Rand, we've never seen this description of what was going on with him. Now it makes me question, is she can she feel what Moraine cannot? Or is there so much more deeper level of thinking for Moraine that I, I, I don't that like Moraine sense. is just like there's there's nothing that can be done here exactly and then yeah. like this assumption of her power yeah I mean she's told that she's more powerful than Moraine but a lot of it is an assumption she hasn't seen Moraine at her finest and then again Moraine also recognizes her limitations so she'll never push beyond them she'll stretch them she'll grow from them but is this going to get Egwene into trouble in the future where she thinks Do we she's get... better than what she is? Yeah, has... what, was there a Moraine healing moment before Moraine this? tried to heal the wound twice now. I mean, in yeah. the Great Hunt, she tried to heal it. She couldn't. And then after the crazy bubble of evil, as we okay, call it, the, yeah. the Michael Buble of evil, yeah. um, we had... Uh, um, the she fact came that back in and tried, tried twice just shows some mental fortitude and again some real strength. Egwene hey. didn't even attempt to heal it, she felt it and left it alone. She was like, Who that's too big for me. Has Egwene been around while Moraine was finger blasting? Has she had a chance to <coughs> watch Moraine finger blast? We call, oh, yeah, by the way, finger blasting that's uh, Balefire. <laughs> yeah, I don't think right? she is. No, I was I was gonna let them answer without that definition. Now it's not gonna be as funny. She and Tracy had no reaction. Like, they both went stone faced, and they were like, like "We're gonna let someone else handle this." I feel I feel like uh, if Egwene witnessed Moraine finger blasting, maybe she wouldn't has been wouldn't have been as cocky. I don't know. Or maybe she would have been inspired and be like, well, anything you can do, I can do better. And she also would that have That is, I think blasted. we've discussed that that is a Green's motto. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So after Rand realizes that he's channeling kind of out of control, he composes himself, calms down, lets them down, unshields them, um, kind of apologizes, like, sorry, didn't mean to do that. And then they sit down to kind of discuss the differences between side in and side R. And... I, I really love this discussion because it's the first time you get from both perspectives, people explain how they feel about it. You've, we've got a lot of explanation from the woman's side about the flower and surrendering to the power. Um, but this, I think this is the first time in all the books where a man talks about how Sidene is and it's not surrendering, it's wrestling. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a, you, you, it doesn't want to, it doesn't flow into you automatically. You have to go grab it. And once it comes, you have to Cage fight it match. off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you you, you, you enter the arena. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it, it's this very very different thing, and um, it, it's uh, obviously it's that that gender dualism that that Robert Jordan uses a theme throughout all these all these mm-hmm. books. But um, uh, whether you like that or not, but it's it's definitely a very interesting concept, and actually it 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 deals, and I 
think a lot of uh, what Jordan pulled from, and we can go deep into this, and I know Ian, you're a religious studies uh, major in college, so you, you understand this, but a lot from you know biblical standards, if you want to go to Ephesians and something like that, where you know a woman surrenders, whereas a man, you know, uh, and there's entire think themes that he pulled from, and we know this that, that Jordan pulled from Hinduism, from Christianity, from Norse religion aspects, and that whole entire duality of genders uh, between where the man's power comes from, where the female's power comes from, is definitely influenced in his creation of this magic system. So, I don't know how deep you guys want to get into that, but uh, I found it really interesting when they start describing it. Yeah, well, we, we've talked in other areas where Jordan has clearly pulled from different religions and he doesn't just focus on one which is nice but uh when i was reading this i specifically thought of um who was it that actually wrestled with god was it was it joseph and th- this jacob. is jacob. jacob jacob wrestles with god and then afterwards is renamed israel, israel. Which literally means, means wrestles with god, wrestles with god. so yeah. in in this whole like you have to battle it to be able to use it or be part of it uh, that definitely jumped in into my head. So, but you're right. No, he he pulls from a lot of different things, and yeah, there's so much stuff. Even like it's something that me and Tracy have talked about earlier. But there's a lot of occult things that he was into, just even outside of you know religion and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just there's so much there. The the white cloaks. The there's <laughs> sure fucking white cloaks <laughs> fucking white cloaks, white cloaks. <laughs> yeah and while we're on yeah. it so we talked about jacob wrestling with god being named israel and then okay so where's where's the story if if you're looking in old testament of female more submitting uh <clears throat> now this rubs some people the wrong way and there's a joke there but the <laughs> book of ruth there's a lot of female uh, Bible study type books out there that really focus on the book of Ruth and, and um, in today's language what it means however Ruth comes from the old oral tradition that was spoken long before it was ever written down and there was an entertainment value to it as well so there's a specific line where it talks about uh, this guy Bible studies yeah so <laughs> yeah. it talks about Ruth laying down at the floor Oh, laying down at the feet of Boaz on the threshing floor. And it was supposed to be a sign of respect or this, that, and the other. But in the oral tradition, this was a very comedic moment. It was really funny where, like, the little kids didn't get it, but the older people mm-hmm. around the campfire thought it was hilarious. So because... it was like a Pixar film. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the, <laughs> the word used You're for welcome. feet. Exactly. The, the word used for feet is actually a slang term for male genitalia. So actually what happened is... Ruth went to the threshing floor and went down on Boaz. And that's where all the old people are laughing like, ha, 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 yeah, that's how you get things done. And the kids are like, yeah, you should be respectful. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're that's ever great. on Jeopardy and that one comes up, <laughs> welcome. I will credit Meatwad. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> for you, Meatwad. There you go. Um, but yeah, so so it's just I, I don't know how much you guys want to get into this, but like, what do you guys think about the duality as far as like the man wrestling, minus the religion aspects of it, but just the the, dif- the difference between the two ways mm. of uh, embracing slash wrestling the source. No, I think that's um, incredibly that that's how I see it in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. 
there's what it, they call they they liken it a lot to like a raging torrent mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. you know a stream I think, and it's Whoa. just no I'm sorry go ahead go ahead I'm so sorry no it's just um, the two couldn't be any different despite the fact that they essentially do the same thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's just yeah you, you get to the same point but just used differently yeah. And the whole access of experience of holding on to, like, there's that section where it says, it was, a, it was as if light suffused every particle of her, as if the light itself filled every cranny. And I think at the end of it, she says, um, she wanted to revel in it, to dance and sing, to simply lie back and let it roll through her. All I hear is the sexual innuendos. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the sexual innuendos. Four out of five just it. Yeah, yeah. that's just that pure terror of when they know that they've been, well, when Egwene feels that she has been cut off, mm-hmm. or even just in Eye of the World when she ends up in a setting with Elias. Mm-hmm. She's like, I feel like I lost something, having this moment of something's not right. Mm-hmm. And even before she really has a firm hold of what it is to use it, there's still that concern and the feeling of loss. Mm-hmm. And just to have something that makes you feel great and amazing mm-hmm. and powerful and wonderful and then having it cut, it's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that first week of rehab was tough. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's what it It was what it difficult. Feel, oh, yeah, I can't. So, zip. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this though. Whoa, uh, whoa. I'm pretty excited that there are, there's at least somebody at this point, even though it's Egwene. Well, I shouldn't say even though it's Egwene. I think Egwene is a great person to be doing this, but trying to reach out and understand the other side, because we do know, go back to Age of Legends when male female were able to channel together like they were just that mm-hmm. much more powerful. Well, if they're able to work mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. they both have to be able to f- feel each other out. There has to be some understanding, some recognition of the weaves that each other's doing. There's no way you can work in unison without you may not be able to control the other side but you have to be able to understand it so that you can complement it right so i feel like mm-hmm. this is hopefully a beginning of that and that when, even yeah. if it's books when down the, the two line sides of the, you can see it again each other. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's the two sides balance. of the balance yeah yep. it is and so again, I got, I... twin brain twin brain <laughs> <laughs> y'all both and i know y'all can't see the video right now listening but they both did the same hand motions at the same time too yep. they didn't just say the same thing they were hand motions the same way it was like yeah. when Egwene and elaine were juggling balls together and passing them off yeah we send each other like the like the brain emoji like two of them like nailed it like yeah. twin brain yeah yeah all of that's definitely true and i mean if you think about what the the difference in perspective of just the common man and woman women create typically and men look to control what is created Hmm. i mean if you think about the ocean of itself just in general and thinking about just like relationships and such i would rather be going out and fishing the water or being out on i don't I don't con- I don't boat in the sense of like I don't do what Alan and Ian do, but I prefer to get out on a boat and go and like own the sea. That's where my fiance would just like to go out and bask in it and just be a part of it and just like chill on the beach, like float on the waves. 
me that. i'm like what can i do with the water like <laughs> i don't like there's nothing about me that wants to, how can i make this mine <laughs> i'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, like pull some fear. dinner out of there and put it on the grill yeah and, and, and the other like my biggest fear i'm not gonna lie like i my number one fear is vastness yeah like mm-hmm. the very looking out onto the water mm-hmm. freaks me out mm-hmm. because i can't see a an end i can't see a goal i can't see like uh, I need I'm to searching. take you offshore sometime. Yeah. I, I'll say Al, Alan can co-sign that swimming where it's yeah, thousands of feet deep. Terrifying. Yeah. Like, but see, when I'm on the boat and I'm in control, then I'm like, this is nothing. But then, like my ex fiance and then the current one, they get out on the water and they're like, let's go as far as we can. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No. Yeah. And they're like, let's hop in a kayak. Do I look like I'm hopping in a kayak? I can't use my legs in a kayak. I can't use my arms the way I want to in a kayak. No. Put me on a boat. I'll be okay. But I'm looking for bigger, better. I'm looking to control my surroundings and my environment. And they're just like. It kind of just sounds like you want to be safe. <laughs> like, and they're like, let's go out there and have fun. I'm like, uh, nothing about that sounds fun to me at all. But, I mean, that's just I'm kind of danger. how I perceive it in general. And then. It, it the same with his power the the male side of it they're they're wrestling to control this power to really focus it and to hone it and to make it what they want as to where the women are accepting of the power flowing through them and then directing it and i think that's there's true also, in life in general there's also the surrender versus tightly controlled of yeah. Sadar versus Sadine. Like Rand's almost like <laughs> surrender. <laughs> yeah. Have you lost your damn mind? No, that's not happening. I would I would be blown away to bits if I surrendered mm-hmm. to Sadine. But then he's able to like do things like bringing bring in and dispel fire, I swear. Yeah. Now, and does that speak to his power or just the difference in the two? It's just the difference in the two. Yeah. Yeah. That's my what? understanding of it. I don't want to sound like I'm a hundred percent certain. This is just IMO. Go ahead. Sorry. And too, with women channeling, they can do these intricate, very mm-hmm. precise, effective weaves, and then men can just, you know, like it's like an atom bomb. Really, mm-hmm. it's it's just. It's, it's much more grand happens. feeling, mm-hmm. I feel like. And I'm not saying that there aren't strong female channelers, mm-hmm. but it feels like what the women are able to do is a lot more precise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I see that in my personal life. My, my wife is really good at crafting and like she can like st- sew like a perfect sit- stitch and just give me a hammer and a nail and I'll just... There's mill two things together all of this. and it's done. I, I want to go there too because I think the sexual aspect is important. I don't know if Jordan was really a sexual individual, but all of this kind of seems like it to me, and it works yep. very well in that sense too. Hmm. I'll just kind of leave it there. But. I think it absolutely is. There's so much. I mean, he all the spanking. Tarvalin is absolutely shaped like lady parts. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> The bosom talk. <laughs> the bosom, yeah. It's it's but just. But I mean, women for pleasure need something very specific, very intricate. You have to take time. It fills, and then 
it's an eruption and men just like pound away until it happens. Yeah. I mean, it's just the case. Like, I, it could happen in thirty seconds. It could happen in thirty minutes. With the, with, with, the, with the lady, there's a time there. You know, you're gonna go at least thirty five minutes, like to reach that euphoria. With a man, it could be thirty seconds. It could be thirty minutes. You just never know what you're gonna get. The, yeah. The last thing is um, Egwene having the talk with Rand after all this conversation about not wanting to marry him, and Rand just being like. Yeah, um, I get that. I can channel. He's like, no, no, I don't love you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not you. It's it's me. It's not you. It's me. It's really, it really it's not you. It's me. <laughs> he felt um, so again. Then a time. Like this is one of the times. This is a time, in which things are happening differently. Mm-hmm. Like we saw the flicker moments. <laughs> we heard the stories, and in all of these moments, they come together. And they become man and woman. They become a married couple. So now we have a time in this history where they have decided that this is not going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So is this the, the time where things shift enough to where stuff, the outcome is going to be different? I mean, this is time after time. Time after time. So I, <laughs> when I read that, I was like, I, they though they may be making this conscious decision, is this part of Severe and is this part of the will weaving a different pattern? I almost wonder if they stayed in the flicker moment as long as they possibly could, would they just be shown every option? Mm. I mean like would mm. it would just whoops, see, there I go. See? Excited. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> then they never they never leave the flicker moment then, because I'm my assumption is that there's an infinite amount of possible choices like and outcomes. Would that just be like eternity then? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Just nope. thinking. Just thinking out loud. Yeah. And this is how we end the chapter with Egwene pretty much telling him that, nope, I'm not for you. I don't love you. Um, you know, you're like a brother to me. We're still friends. Uh, it's not like I hate you. It's just that, yeah, you're not for me. And I'm not for you. And it's not something to do with you channeling. It's just that, yeah, this ain't going to work. I like that his response is like, cool. Yeah, he's like, I feel feel the same way. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. You'll find someone else. Elaine, goodbye. The bad thing is, deuces. And in his mind, he's thinking about men. Yeah. And I mean, he just had that dream, right? Like the Waterwood dream with naked women. And did Lanfear show up in that? No, but Egwene did. Oh, yeah. And that's what ended it for him because he had Elaine and men Mm -hmm. in the water waiting for him. And Egwene showed up. Was that a premonition? Will it actually happen? Mm. Let's make that a thing. Did we ever get to swim together? We're going to add that to our uh, predictions is that the three of them will end up in the in water wood together? Of, <laughs> and, and a skin and a skin, a skin um, You know, it's saying together with nothing on. How about that? Well, I'll be vague. That way, when I'm right, I'm right. I feel like even if that's not true in the books, maybe that's something they should put on the big screen. So, Amazon, if you're I listening, agree. if you want the ratings, go for it. We will watch it. Full send. We promise. 
over I mean, and over again. Wadon Prime does did say at least at least uh, he who tweets the dawn says he listens to our podcast, but he no longer works for Amazon, so he he quit. Tweeter of right, chaos got... needs to bring the chaos already. He does. Yeah. Did bring you it. see his new job? Yeah. The tweeter, uh, uh, he who tweets the dawn, dawn actually got a job. That's why he left Amazon. <laughs> He's now running the social media for Ryan Reynolds. Ryan so, Reynolds. Yeah, which is that's an upgrade. Cool. That is. That's a promotion. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> but it's still just funny. Is. Like, I yeah. guess you know, we, Ryan doesn't have time for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had something I wanted anyway. to say, and I forgot about it. the Waterwood. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds being naked. Probably had something to As do Deadpool. with the Waterwood somehow, but I'm not. In the about us watching movie. it over and over again. I just forget things really easily. Oh, was it the okay. was it about the tweeter of chaos not being chaotic enough? Mm-mm. Unless oh, the chaos oh. is us waiting. Actually, you know, I did mm-hmm. one of the things that I understand to be part of the TV series is no nope. more accepting. I know. I'm oh. like I've got a thought. <laughs> I a feel like ex- I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> like a more accepting version or portrayal of what a polyamorous lifestyle looks like and i would if that are they not doing that is that something that they've decided not to do um Um, am i missing for spoiler purposes air horns yeah (laughs) interesting i just I just nope, think... Tracy, don't talk. Uh, <laughs> yes, You're Tracy, get continue. you some champagne and come back and talk some more. <laughs> Why? He's because we don't have any polyamorous moments at the time. He's dreaming, but he's dreaming women, about but, two yeah, women. But does he get them? That's my question. But wouldn't this be Raffa. like? Okay, <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. So if this happens, are the girls going to have a conversation again? Like, are Elaine and men going to talk without Rand knowing and be like, so I like them and you like them. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of think you're cute, too. So do you want to just double up on this dude? (laughs) And then they go approach him like, does Rand ever have a say in this? That's absolutely how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It'll be a lame Girls chat it out and they just show up we're like, this is it. And Rand's so like, this, okay. The, this, the, the aspect of this They're is not as spoilery. Whips. So um, it's not yeah. as spoilery as you think it would be. So one of men's visions oh, daggers. for Rand. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry. One, of, one of men's visions for Rand, and this There's has been mentioned women. before already, was that she would have to share him with two other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three women. But share what you guys have any predictions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Predictions. We just haven't had what sense she'd have to share him. I mean, it could literally be in the sense of like an advisor, an Aes Sedai, and then a marriage. So you don't think it's like all three? Oh no, I know what I want. Okay. When I, you're you're asking two different questions. Well, that's when what I, I want. Like, that's what I want to divide it into. Is like, what are you hoping for? What do you understand it to be? Like, what do all men really? I can't say that. About. I won't make that general statement because I can't say that I've ever really wanted that. I'm quite satisfied. Right, Chanel, right now, if you listen to our podcast, earmuffs right now, Chris. We've Cup. actually she doesn't. This con- she we've, doesn't. We've had, she does every now and then. She listens to the beginning. She doesn't listen this deep in. I can say this much out loud because we've had that conversation. I am more than satisfied with where I'm at, but has the thought ever crossed my mind? Yes. I, am I thought so you were going to end. It. <laughs> I was really working. Like, 
When it comes mm. to Turan, he can barely handle himself. That so is, it's like, true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> like, that's, what it, that's actually one of the things that I have a problem with this is Elaine mm. is like, no, I love well, him. Exactly. And he I'm can like, barely girl. handle himself. I, like, I hate for why? the what three of them him? to be so disappointed. Yeah, that's always my question. It's like, why are the girls around yeah, to Yeah, y'all, they're going to be so disappointed. Now, Matt, uh, excuse me, now Perrin, on the other hand. I'm a Matt fan. I'm a oh, mm-hmm. I'm a parent fan. So is Amber. Grizzly. <laughs> I like. I don't know. I like. I feel like I like all three of them fairly equally. Fairly equally. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Interesting. So this maybe is what I'm talking Amber about. Now the girls are talking amongst themselves. They're like, I kind of <laughs> like them all. Maybe we could just. And then you come up with your plan. <laughs> and then, Amber, I mean, they came up with this plan well it's... They came up with this plan well enough. Why don't they just, yeah. you know? It it is like mm-hmm. there's something about this that just, like I said, it just does not sit quite well with me. Like mm-hmm. my part that wants honesty and transparency and solid beginnings to relationships. Like, yeah, this isn't this isn't could, one. It could have gone a little bit better. I'm just yeah. saying that's all. But no. they're young. Yep. They're they're yeah. little they're little they're, youngins. Yeah. They're young. And, but in, in their world, they're in a in a pop apocalyptic mindset mm-hmm. like the end of the world is right around yeah, the corner like the end of the world moment. is right around the corner so yeah, the plane's going down the cute lady next to you you're like i mean we yeah. might as well there are no so like, planes i don't want to die virgin. Uh, what are you yeah. talking about so like in in this world like he may end up lucky because it's post-apocalyptic and they're all excited and they want to experience each other before the end so maybe he does end up having to share where men does end up having to share him with two other women, literally. Do you see men standing for that, though? No. Honest yeah. opinion? I mean, she's no. taking some back seats already. There would have to be some huge character development and changes with Rand. And I know we touched on this, but, like, he you can't like even handle... Insane? You said he can't handle himself, but I don't even think he would know what to do but with would it really a be girl Rand? or a woman. <laughs> will it really be Rand? Parent would know. Sidney yeah, that's what, that's what I would say. Be like, if only Matt were here. No, that's what it's going to be. Like, he's going to get doubled Sorry. up, tripled up on. He's going to say out loud, if only Matt were here. And then Matt's going to be outside the door. He's going to be like, bro, I am here. And then he comes in. Huh. It's just a. And then Matt's going to be like, if only Parent were here. And the Parent's going to walk in, too. Yeah. And, and then, then you got even numbers. So yeah. I could mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's more parents realistic. got two other women with him. So. And to wrap yeah. that up, I do want to say, Chris, I started with the truly black cherry. And I had two of them, so I doubled up on the black cherry, <laughs> and then I ran out, so I went to the mango, and it's delicious, and I don't feel obligated to go back to the black cherry. <laughs> so there's some holes in your theory. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we've came back full circle. I've had yeah. black cherry, yeah. I had black cherry and mango both. That was brilliant. Yeah. And I like them equally, but the yes. black cherry gave me a wilder ride. <laughs> so that's, that's true. Yeah. It took more. Yeah. You had three black cherries. So before we move on to the next chapter, anything we missed from this chapter? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we did. Yeah. We well. I like Plenty. Sunday afternoons. <laughs> well, actually, Amber, what time is it for you? Um, 9 p.m. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. All right, moving on to chapter eight. Hard heads and our chapter symbol. (laughs) (laughs) Our chapter symbol is the dragon. Um, Yeah. So, and this is from Elaine's point of view. At least we start with Elaine. 
Um, Before reading, I didn't realize that chapter title was entitled to four out of five giggities, but after reading this, a solid four to five giggities. giggities. Hardheads. Hardheads. Yep. Yeah, because we start with with Egwene's left the room now, and now it's just Elaine and Rand alone. (laughs) And Elaine's nervously trying to tell Rand about how she feels and have this, this weird high school moment like I, I figure this is like the early romance of any high school relationship. Like, check check yes or no or maybe. Do you like me? If you like me. <laughs> she wears short skirts. I wear t-shirts. She wears <laughs> on the bleachers. I bought two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. Mm, yeah. Oh, that song. It's so mm. sweet. Rand definitely wrote in maybe, and he circled maybe, but he circled, he circled hey, a little bit I of the yes also. So it's like maybe, but <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Oh, man. It's like Elaine Work, wasn't certain. Your vitamin C. she was still in the room. And then, and then put a little winky face next to it. You know, that's... Is Rand a winky guy? Scared after a glow. I don't, I don't think know. Rand's a winky Elaine, guy. Elaine, Elaine, Elaine put a winky face. Elaine did yes. a winky face. But you Elaine. don't know my name. I just don't know if Elaine feels like a winky face kind of person. <laughs> just saying. Her favorite emoji is the, the bathtub emoji. <laughs> <laughs> With a crown next to it and then a yes. rose bed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lion for Andor. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. I like it. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, so then after they they nervously profess their their liking and love of each other. They're like liking of each other. They're like liking of each other. She asked like, him to like kiss her. I like you. Kiss me. Kiss me. And um <laughs> I love that she's using Bear Lane as an impetus yeah. for these <laughs> movements. She's like that trollop Bear Lane would have done this and I'm like so you're going to try to live up to that? <laughs> That's My phone yeah. autocorrects trollic to trollop every time. <laughs> same, same. Your yeah, phone is wise. <laughs> like, we know what you mean. No. Yeah. Trollop trollics, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, well it's as, interesting to like, me that, like, Elaine the entire time is thinking about Berlaine and, uh, Berlaine and then also thinking about wondering if men's viewing. So she's thinking about men and, mm-hmm. and, and just thinking about all these different things. Um, like, well, who will Rand choose? Can I ask well, a I stupid the biggest question? Thing, though. Yes. How come? <laughs> Those are my favorite. Yes. yes, yes we this, need I mean, Chris. this is going to be Amber dumb. And and like... Right. This, this one's so dumb, there's going to be no good answer for it. How come Ooh. all these assumptions were made about Rand and Bear Lane and nobody just fucking asked Rand ask what happened? Asked him. Just... No, it's not a stupid question at all. I it's agree. Not. Like, Egwene and, and they, they Egwene... know him. No, mm-hmm. Egwene and Elaine could have hashed this out because the answer mm-hmm. is less important to Egwene right now. So she could have been the one to ask it, especially mm-hmm. when she was when she first came in and was calling him a wool-headed blah blah blah, whatever. Like she does, she'd and be I mean, like, as shy also, as tell me about this Bear Lane stuff. Mm-hmm. As shy yeah. as she was throughout this whole pro- as he was throughout this whole process, mm-hmm. like you could then draw the assumption: okay, he clearly is still as innocent today as he was six months ago a year Bingo. ago whatever mm-hmm. but they didn't draw that assumption now that's just you know 
They're like, ooh, look at him in his fancy clothes. Exactly. He's you changed. Skank. <laughs> yeah. skank. You might be innocent with us, but you're skank all around elsewhere. All these no, girls I think... running out with see-through clothes and exactly scandalous. <laughs> I think the thing that really got me was that word trust, though. I mean, yeah. so here in her mind, she said it was not fear of him channeling. She had to let go of Sidar as soon as Egwene stood to leave. Mm-hmm. She wanted to trust him, and she had to. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, ask the question that's really on your mind. Mm-hmm. It's not really about whether or not he's channeling or drawing on the power. Like You can deal with that. You can handle that. What you really have to trust is the fact that you're going to be leaving for a few months, and you don't know whether or not the woman that just left out of his room a day ago will come back to visit and what his reaction will be. Mm -hmm. And let's be real. Mm -hmm. It's not just with her. It's with Egwene as well. Mm -hmm. And men and whoever else comes into that room. So if that is what you need to know, then you need to ask that question. Like, I have full transparency with Chanel, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Because we can sit here and check out the same woman and have a full conversation about it. And that's nice. Mm -hmm. And she can check out a man and I'll make comments about it too. I'm very open in regards to that. I'm very confident in my sexuality, if you were wondering. I so wasn't. I have this conversation. I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this question is brought up a lot, and I almost feel like it's a it's not a great explanation, but if it's complicated and people don't talk through things, then there's that added layer of... Mm-hmm. Tension. Don't know. Awkwardness, yeah, tension, tension, distrust. The very yeah. fact that you ask the question develops distrust from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So if you can't sit back and have that level of transparency, if you can't sit there and ask the very simple question, then you don't deserve to be in the relationship. Bingo. Hmm. Nailed it. And Maybe. then I have to remind myself they're all very you young. Also, yeah, you have yeah. to remember the age, too. And mm-hmm. then I'm, like, I'm also thinking that, like, I don't know. But age, you know, know. so we're talking about age in a time in a time in a time where time is of a different concept. Like, how old do these people really live to be? When do they start thinking about adulthood? Like, they were entering into their adulthood ceremonies, and they're what fourteen, thirteen, whatever. 16. How old? Sixteen, uh, whatever. Uh, Gwen was sixteen. Rand yeah. was around nineteen, twenty. Yeah. So, like, they for them, this is adulthood. Like, they're taking on mm-hmm. responsibility. Like, if they weren't in the two rivers, I'm sure they'd be working a job and married if they were in one of the bigger cities or, you know, if they weren't in such a sheltered area as the two river. I mean, we know that mm-hmm. they grew up in a different world. You look at somebody like men who's always been on her own already, or you look at, um, oh, what's our Falcon's name? Fail. Fail. Like, Fail is traveling the world. Mm-hmm. She's blazing her own path. She's been a part of her father's business. She understands everything. I mean, I hate to say it. Look at uh, Elaine. Mm-hmm. She understands her responsibilities as like the queen, El- the, the future Elaine queen. Elaine might be kind of the odd one out because she has been groomed for, True. you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. greatness, and she was teeny yeah. tiny. Right. But, Agreed. But everything else still stands. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you would think with her level of grooming. She would also realize the level of importance of having that straightforward conversation. Absolutely. So agreed. Bothered yeah. me. I, this is the moment that I was bothered, Tracy. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a fear of vulnerability on her part? 
that she goes in that direction. Like, she's trying to tell someone that she really, like, likes them. And she, at the moment, is like, maybe you don't feel that way about me, too. So... And Rand is kind of like, I'm just a farmer, you know? And she's like, he's the dragon reborn. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, she's Mm -hmm. kind of, despite him kind of, like, lowering himself, like, she's out of my league, she's looking at him like, you're, like, really, really important. And maybe she's kind of, you know, she doesn't doesn't have trust. And Bear Lane, the Bear Lane factor... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 reversed roles, but she's you know the city girl born and raised in South Andor, and he's the small town boy. Took the midnight yeah. train, going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think where she doesn't know him like the rest of everyone else from the Two Rivers crew does. Yeah, I, I think it was cool that she broke it down with the okay. I like like you, and I I hear that you like me, and you're actually fond of me. But I'm saying I like 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 you. But it is cool, like you said. She didn't require him. She's like, I'm not saying this so like you feel obligated to say you feel mm-hmm. a certain way. I just want mm-hmm. you to know how I feel, and that's great. The asterisk that you put on there is if that's where she's going to leave it, and she's not going to ask or require anything of him, or really define the relationship on both sides, then she can't have any expectations from him. And she doesn't at this though. Point, that's- that he's going to be That's the worst part about her. it. She's like, I know I'm about to leave, and I know things are going to happen, but I want you to know where your sugar lies. I like, feel like, she has like that was that that was in there. Did I misread or mishear that? No, like, no. She even says like, "Remember that I'm one that sees with her heart, heart. or something like that." She basically yes. is just like, she's like, some people are going to drop the draws, but I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. There's girls that just want your body or your position or your fame. Mm-hmm. But I want your heart. And, and I'll say this because so I, I guess there's a certain level of ignorance to me, like I, and, and lack of um, uh, of self awareness sometimes. And then I guess Chanel says that I don't value myself enough. Um, like I never was one of those people that was like, oh yeah, she wants me. Oh yeah, she's after me. Oh yeah, like I'm that guy. She will never be mine. once. Oh yes, she will be mine. Will now, be mine. now there is that. <laughs> now, when I do make my mind up on something, then I go for it. In the Wayne's but, world. Yeah, but like, <laughs> then really I make struggling with self love right now. You know, but, good. I mean, point. most most men do. He doesn't really have reason. time for it. And, and the whole, you know, male channeler stigma is probably not yeah. so great either. And mm-hmm. so, like, doesn't help to yeah. not realize your value or to not put value in yourself kind of is freeing at times too because I there have been people that I have of course liked and have found some real interest in but at the end of the day I was like nope not even gonna waste my time because I didn't value myself in that way I didn't see myself as that person and so I just kind of let it go I was like if it happens it happens if it doesn't doesn't so that gives me like this also air of like I don't care. And yeah, but then, then sometimes you, know, you miss out on opportunities. And I, I have, like, good. I have, I have replayed some things in my mind and, and shared things with Chanel about relationships <laughs> with with women in my life. She broke it down for you, and she's like, "Do you realize <laughs> that she was literally trying to like?" And I'm like, "Was she though?" And she was like, "Yeah, yes, yes, she was." I'm like, "Why though? Like, what? 
And I say all that to say, in this situation, you have Elaine who's sought after because if for no other reason than her stature mm-hmm. and either she just doesn't value herself in that way or maybe this is just that timing that the way the book is written that women in general don't see themselves in that way in these books but you know that was mm-hmm. irksome I too. could see I could see her being a little bit intimidated by Rand's status even though she is the daughter heir you know he's the freaking really, dragon reborn I think when right? it comes down to a boy likes a girl and a girl likes a boy almost everything feels like it goes out of the window a little bit yeah. like she talks yeah. about how she's got like butterflies galloping through her stomach and I think later yeah. on she I, says I guess something it's I've never had like, that feeling I just like, look, I'm broke, but I like you. And we can have a good time together. What are you thinking? Is that, I literally, this, is I have entered, I've entered three relationships this way. The first one lasts nine years, and the second one, I'm getting engaged. And it's like, this is what I have to offer. I, I, I can reach high things. I work hard. <laughs> I, I can lift things up and put you. them down. I can lift things up and put them down. I have scoopability. And I'm I will work hard for you in whatever way you need. Oh, that, see I I think those that. butterflies are important. I think I agree. I always I call agree. it the, the X factor, yeah. those unexplainable things that you, you just you can't describe to people there, that yeah, make for me, there's that relationship this special. Yes, there's this question of why would Elaine choose Rand? You know, like she, like you said, choices. she's got her, or I'm sorry, Chris said, she has her choices. She's the daughter of Andor. She can Tavirin. pick anybody she wants. Maybe, but also this whole like butterflies in her tummy thing, this I can barely talk Pregnancy. when I'm in the same room with him. No! <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's it. (laughs) No. Uh, no. There's a new heir. (laughs) And they're getting interviewed by Oprah. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. The Rand and Elaine episode. Oprah's doing the interview. Okay, sorry. Um. No, so butterflies. Something very sweet. Yeah, I, I, like. I think that in some ways this is almost what it comes down to, and it's one of those moments where you can kind of almost take it as this moment of innocence, because even though Gween and Rand have been each other's intended for like ever, I don't know if they ever really had butterflies for each other. It was almost more like it was expected, and so now you have the situation where it's like. I like like you. Do you like like me too? And then going, and I would like you to kiss me now. Like for Chanel and I was the first personality test because we did numerous. <laughs> <laughs> We're geeks in our own right. I'm gonna tell you, we have a whole Google Drive full of like uh, psychological evaluations and assessments. And- That's hilarious. We we know we're compatible quite literally based on what the, <laughs> the hard data. Exactly. The hard data says. <laughs> we're very logical people, <laughs> or I am a very logical person. But, okay, so we had. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just gonna say we have a <coughs> Elaine Rand moment, 
And we are we at the rand? I want you to kiss me. I think I already said yeah. that out loud, yep. but yep. Yep. I don't want to jump ahead of your outline. Yep. That's where we are. It all kind of okay, happens cool. all at once. We're we're everywhere at the same time. Cool. There's an outline. No, I'm there's confused. No there's not an outline. <laughs> I was about to say you're on the wrong podcast. No, 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 that's no our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of move around and then we find each other somewhere in the middle and then we finish strong. That, that's how this works. Is that is that what it is? That's I hope we, we are completely strong. unscripted. I have a donut in front of me. I have the book that this page look if the cover's half ripped off is Alan loves it. And that's Chris- Chris uh, literally uh, reads the chapters like five minutes before we start. Oh, no. Like so. the reason why I was 15 minutes late was because I was seeing the girlfriend off the extra three minutes because I was finishing the second chapter. <laughs> I don't read this any quick. Like if I were to read this midweek, I would be so frustrated and angry. So I hold out until literally an hour, hour and a half before we start. And then I read wow. or listen. So you're getting everything raw, real, like <laughs> all of my actual thoughts the are coming out. Responses. Yeah, this is why I don't yeah. remember names either because <laughs> I don't spend time with it yeah. beyond reading it and then enjoying the moments here. Okay, so we're talking so, about kissing. Yeah, I was gonna say. So we get to this like whole barreling thing and kissing Rand's thing. Like, and Elaine's like, "I will come back for you," and. Um, he does ask, did you and Egwene scheme this up between the two of you? And I'm like, yes, they did. Yes. I'm so glad he realizes that they did. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about that. Anyway, yeah. I there's that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clearly you have an issue with that, which I appreciate. I have an issue with it, too. I have an issue with that. Um, and then there's that whole, like, she tries to heal Rand for getting, like, right. pinched in the butt. Mm-hmm. That she does cute. heal him from the pension. Yeah, you know him. what though? Like it, this sentence kills me because it says she did not know healing to any degree, but she had learned bits and pieces on the edge of it. It just sounds like the second half half of the sentence is negating the first half. Like she should have just said like, <laughs> "Do you know what I mean?" She's like, yeah, "I yeah. don't know anything, but I know something." Yeah. It's just sorry. Yeah. Little things, little learning things. and Don't knowing talk. are two different things. I yeah. was never, I was never allowed to take sex ed. I've never had anybody complain. Hey. <laughs> hey. A little little secret, you call Chanel little or, secret, little, or little secret, Chris. They don't teach you that sex ed. Oh, well, I, uh, these I, days I, they I do. It's pretty. I can tell you heads from they tails. They basically like, put up a couple of porno videos for the kids. And they're like, and that's it. That's what you do. That's that's how you do it. Like, in two minutes, Catholic I realized there are two holes here and not one. Okay. I I looked that's at one of the really one awkward. of the things given to my kids recently, and one of the things on there about your first time, it it had a warning about don't try any acrobatics. Like if you've watched videos or seen stuff, don't try the crazy <laughs> stuff the first time because you might hurt yourself. And I was like, you know yeah. what? This is good advice. You should probably. Uh, I think it was SpongeBob that this. told me something right. about is the. Uh, if you're watching it? these videos online, those are professionals. They've been doing this shit their whole life. Don't try and do that there on day one. There are wires in a green yeah. screen. I, I think exactly. it was like SpongeBob yeah. no that taught me about like the coin purse. <laughs> I wanted to be mad, but it was good advice. <laughs> okay. Um. Wasn't SpongeBob yeah. that talked about the coin so, purse? So after after Rain. After Rain gets healed, Gaul Gaul knocks on the door. Knock, knock, knock on the door. And he's like, hey, the High Lords want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I bet I you'll know my name, my name. 
and the high lords uh the high lords come right in um and elaine's like all right i'll see myself out she leaves and as she walks out she sees Rand starting to talk to the high lords and it reminds her of gareth Bryn. it's the way he commands himself Mm -hmm. which she's all all hot and heavy about because he obviously commands a room um and she thinks i need to go and talk to the black asha people because only a few days left to uh question them before they leave so okay real quick i gotta jump in here so mm-hmm. this is this is something I latched on, and it bugs me uh, just about people in general sliding into relationships. And so early on, um, you know, Tracy, you mentioned how Elaine doesn't really know that much about Rand. And what mm-hmm. she could know is, like, probably not something that you would say, this is, this is, the, this is the guy for me, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of troubled. Mm-hmm. He's got his issues. But she doesn't know him that well. Mm-hmm. And then she sees this little blip of him talking with the High Lords, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's what I like. And so people people have this tendency early in relationships when they're getting those butterflies and they're lustful. Mm-hmm. They fill in the gaps of all the things they don't know mm-hmm. with what they yes. want that person to be. And yes. that's what they're falling in love with. But then mm-hmm. they get disappointed in the person if they don't live up to that, which really isn't the other person's fault because they never – were that person or claimed to be that person, that's just the person you built inside your mind that you're mm-hmm. now holding him to that standard. And so, like, I saw some warning signs here. I don't, because yeah. I don't feel like Rand is going to be this noble type leader that maybe that's why I start with I'm broken, I'm busy. Right. So, <laughs> the, the, the Chris, idea of something. I'm so, that's like, it's, it's one of those things where people fall in love with the idea of you. Like, yes. right. the, yeah. but their mental images of you, and they fall in love with that versus who you actually really are. Mm-hmm. I told Chanel yeah. right off the bat. I said, "You're. Let me tell you everything you're getting." I was like, <laughs> "This is. It's not going to be pleasant." Well, as, a happier relationship. as the daughter heir, she would want someone who's politically savvy, right? Yeah, and influential, and influential. And oh, I mean, and so just because like she wants Rand of... to be that person, he has to live up to that. Like he wants to be a farmer. He wants know. to be. Do you know he will or won't live up to that? Or you... he could. But, oh. Let's make the let's make it very clear. I don't know. I think Rand that... wants to be a sheep farmer. Rand has to be the dragon reborn. He has True. read enough of the prophecies. True. He's done enough of his own studying. He's been told enough what he has to be. But if we think about the flicker moments, we think about what Egwene saw in her time with the Tyre and Grial. We know that there are many lives where he literally does what he wants to do and not what he needs to do. And it all ends the same way. This is the first time where, I went again, and we still don't know whether or not he doesn't end up with Egwene. <laughs> he could still end up with her in four or five books. But this is the first time where there's been a shift in that. But he's still picking up on what he has to be because he knows the madness is going to consume him. So instead of going out dully, he's going to go out with a bang. Yeah. That's his mm-hmm. mindset. That's that is a whole attitude. I, I respect that. I take the same thing. Like I said, I told, I will again personal. I told Chanel like I am displaced. I'm like anywhere I can grab a couch or a bed to sleep in. I'm there because like I was in a relationship. I had my life set up, and then it turned into nothing. And I don't have anything to give right now. I'm burning at both ends. I'm trying to make a whole lot happen. 
in a, a small period of time. That way I can become comfortable with life again. If you can't handle this, please don't try. I was like, I had no intentions on getting into a relationship. I was like, I don't even want to have like sexual relations with anybody. All I want to do is have good friends and good people in my life. And that is it. Like I'm broke. I have a, two careers that I'm working on at the same time. Like I do not have time for chaos or BS or extra Mind you, she is quite extra in her own right. Yeah. But, you know, and she was in the same place in life. She's like, you know what? I've been messed over one too many times by people. And I just want to find someone that I can, you know, hang out with here and there. That we can, you know, collaborate on some cool meals together in the kitchen and support each other. And if you can offer that, then I can accept that you got. And here we are. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, if... Elaine had been straight up and honest. I mean, she's already started her relationship out with a lie. Yeah. Like, they did scheme that up. Yeah. No, it was a lie. True, true. Don't misdirect the fact, Ian. It was a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. Don't make an excuse for her. If she has come out and been honest, what would Rand have thought or said then? He may have backtracked and said, well, did Egwene really mean it? And maybe neither one of these are for me, and maybe it is men that I need to be with, because at least men has been upright and honest. Mm-hmm. And what, now what, he's what lawyer kissed. are you talking about? Doesn't know the old tongue. Oh, doesn't know the old well, tongue. Well, okay. there's yeah. that, and the fact that they did scheme up. Mm-hmm. So there's two lies. Excuse me. Thank you for pointing that out. Sixteen <laughs> And then our like, <laughs> you know, and at least men men's been a hundred percent honest, and she's and been she's- accepting. She should be like, careful because Rand could choice. actually cause her pants to light on fire. Like he has those skills. Go Explode light on fire. fire. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the other thing. Like at the end of the day, like Rand has now, though men and they, he and men have nothing really going on. He's now kissed Elaine. Mm. Like he embraced her. He gave her, you know, the the kiss down, the smack down, whatever. He enjoyed it, but then throughout this entire time that he's talking to the High Lords in regards to the conflict with the peasants and taxes, Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. now has this new internal struggle that he really didn't need in his life. Yeah. Mm. And that's jacked up. This and so that's the next thing we get the... to is when he's talking to the High Lords. <laughs> so he's just a rant's point of view. <laughs> perfect segue. Yeah. Yeah, but, perfect segue to rant. Uh, the actual conversation the with the High Lords is, I mean, we could cover that in two seconds. They're like, we want to do stuff the old ways and take money from people. And he's like, stop being such dicks. Do it this way. And they're like, but we want to do it our old way. And then he goes, you know what? Now I'm telling you. You're going to stop taxing them so much. You're going to be cooler dudes. You're not going to be so mean and bad people. Then you can go trade with these people, and we're not going to waste grain. Boom. That's like the whole story there. But what's really interesting about this scene is what Mm -hmm. Chris was talking about and what's going on inside of his head nonstop. Like, there's there's this back and forth. He's like, but wait, Mm -hmm. what about Egwene? And what about Elaine? And holy shit, where do I actually fit into all this? Like, the the nobles thing was a tiny Mm -hmm. part of this chapter. Least bit important and men, right? Yeah. What about men? Yeah. Now, now don't 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 blow over that because you said that's the teeniest portion. No, no, no. The stuff going on with the high lords is going to become very important, in my opinion. Jordan likes to use that misdirection, and he likes to kind of kind of coast over some stuff. 
True. But you're asking an entire people to change their entire way of being. You're not asking, mm -hmm. you're telling them to. How do most yeah. revolutions come to being, Mr. Military? Mm -hmm. And it's normally the leader who thinks he knows all and is going to tell all that doesn't realize, yeah, <laughs> but doesn't realize boom, boom what's sticks. going on in the background. These high lords are like, now he's telling us we have to trade with people that we don't trade with and we have to use our grain as monetary, uh, um, whatever, as money. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work for us, but he's telling us we have to, so now we're going to have to make it work. And we know that in history that, that doesn't work out too well. Yeah. So, and Rain, so what Rain you're saying is he needs... His, oh, go ahead. Oh, so what you're saying is he's he's going to need some allies or something if, you know, he wants to exactly, keep everybody in check. Exactly, he has to set the example. Like, he cannot ask and make them do it. He needs to be the one. A true leader is the one that puts himself forward and does so in servitude. So if you're going to sit here and tell these individuals that they need to change their own life, then you need to set that example. Get your head out of your backside. Put the books away. You know, delegate that to the people that are closest to you. You have Moraine at your um, beck and call, essentially, at this point. She's like, no idea what to do with you. You've got the White Tower who is sitting there kind of on pins and needles because of you. Why not start being a leader? If you're going to accept the responsibility, accept it in its whole and not what you think it is, and make these trade deals yourself go and talk to the leaders go ahead and get all this established and then make it happen don't demand yeah. of others and then have the expectation that that will happen because that's the easiest way to get your head chopped off yeah and he, he does assort, assert his authority in this scene where they kind of do balk at him saying like we can't do that we can't lower taxes we can't do this and then he just con like nonchalantly walks over to calendar and is like who's in charge here i'm telling yeah. you this is what we're doing. Did you not see me pull the freaking yeah. sword out of the stone? Like, this, is not a, this is not a debate. <laughs> right. There was an easy way and a hard way to do this, and you the guys want the hard way, so here's my sword. The backside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that whole back and forth with issues. the nobles isn't going to come to a Absolutely. head. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. But anyway. I, I just, I, I was more intrigued by his internal struggle. As his life. With the ladies. No, With that's ladies. it. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's true, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's going on this entire scene. But like I said, yeah, so he, the, the, I mean, the gist of, as Ian pointed out, just is lower taxes, spread the grain around, use it as monetary uh, benefit, and we're done here. And that kind of ends this, <laughs> that one little segment of the scene. Um, there are some little tidbits in here I wanted to bring up, like Tom's uh, note, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I uh, highlight love that a good too. Tom moment. Heck yeah, yeah. Tom. Good old Tom moments. I like that it was he keeps stealing chapters that he's not even in. That was just coming back from being brushed. <laughs> <laughs> right? But he is. He's in all of them. That's why he's so good. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> I can't wait till he shows up on his bike. Can you tell I have favorites? <laughs> <laughs> He's mine Good too. I love yeah. him. He and Marina can get it on. His buddy moments with Matt just—I—I I got to a point where I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this Matt character. Mm -hmm. And then as mm -hmm. soon as he's on the road with Tom, I'm just like, yes, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Chris has shipped Marina and Tom like early, early on. Hmm. Um, 
Oh yeah, that's not a thing. That, <laughs> that explains it all. It does. It does. <laughs> Those two sets of knives. His Shoots third. His out. third set is in the in his... mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking, you don't want to get too close not to him during allergy season. He's repositioning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of Matt, I think it's funny how he goes and asks Egwene for advice. Yeah. So the next the next point of view is Egwene. She's walking down the hallway and runs into Matt. Um, and yeah, we have this fun interchange with good old Matt and and Egwene, where you know asking about what happened the night before, and Matt's like, "Yeah, I don't really like talk about it." But I want to ask you about. Moraine. And yeah, let's talk about the scene a little bit. I I like that Matt approaches a green for advice. And I like that it's done in such a Matt way. Like he just walks next to her. I like how I see him with hands in pockets whistling. Isn't Egwene kind of like, what does he want? And then he asks yeah. her like advice, and she's like, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> well, clearly, seeing... I am the smartest person in the room. So. <laughs> Personal motto: I can do it better. Of course, I, I can, can do help it. you. Yes, better. yes, please. She, she can, she can though, and I think that this is. I mean, well, I think it's this funny says because... a lot about Matt, and it says a lot about Egwene. <laughs> well, think about Egwene though, because what she said is. Is last night troubling you? He missed the step. You know about that? Well, you would, wouldn't you? Doesn't bother me. Wasn't much to it. Over and done with now. <laughs> Anyways. The cavalierism well, of Matt is just, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Took care of it. But Egwene knows so him well deal. enough so to read between the lines. She knows he's full of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But don't you think that maybe Matt being Matt, Matt kind of knows that a queen knows that he's full of it? Yeah. He's like, she's not going to buy this, but she is because she wants to hand out advice so badly. Like, he's like zoned in on one of her buttons and is like, Mm -hmm. I can get away with anything now because I'm asking for your advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's like dicing. Yeah. He's like cards. 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 Woman walks out. <laughs> gives ah, him a so wink. <laughs> I've been busy playing cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. With, 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 with the red rod. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then uh, finally, Matt says, I need some advice on what comes next. He has holes in his memory. Um, can I, yeah, confess that to her. And she suggests Moraine at first. And Matt is like, no, <laughs> I don't want help from Moraine. I don't want help from any eyes. Have you not that. been listening? That's yeah. the mm-hmm. worst answer. Um, and then finally she says, yeah. But then she says, well, there is a Tarnagriel called uh, with a twisted red, redstone door frame that answers, you know, questions. Um, if you go to the other side, but promise me you won't use that. And he's like, Sure. Oh, how, how else would you like to make sure that he goes and does that, Egwene? Exactly. It's like, Why don't did, you, could you yeah. not be any more explicit in yeah. getting yeah. him to do something? Did you not realize there's a, there's totally a shiny that guy thing? that's like, you yeah. can't do that? And there's Matt's a shiny like, thing over there oh, you can't touch. Yeah. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to leave the room like, now. Don't yeah, touch exactly it. Exactly. There was this whole. 
There was this whole dagger thing that happened after being told not to touch. Right? You think he would have lo- learned his he lesson, but you think like. Come just, on, he sidestepped it though by saying, "Well, he didn't give it to him. Yeah. He took it, right? Because yeah. I mean, yeah. that's Matt. That's Matt. Matt has like it, his even, various levels of truth. I didn't do it when the door. I fell it, into it. And even even <laughs> yeah, the door, exactly. he says, he says, I promise not to go in the town girl unless I depend, unless my life depends on it. What shit does? <laughs> like, it does. So, Everything right, right dun, now dun, depends dun. on what you do. Trust me. As soon Plot as twist. I read that or heard that, I was like, oh, he's going. Continue. Yeah, small chance of success, certainty of death. Matt's going to do it. Exactly. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. He even gives her his reasoning before he decides to. There's currently a list running through my He said, there's holes in my memory. There are chunks of my life that aren't even there. They don't exist as if it never happened. Why do I find myself spouting gibberish? People say it's the old tongue, but it's goose gabble to me. I want to know, Egwene. I have to know gamble. before I go as crazy as Rand. Like, all of this is imperative to him. He needs to have answers. You just gave him the key to answer slash death. Mm-hmm. He's going to take the chance. He's a gambler. Like, mm-hmm. he's got an issue. It just so happens that he has the luck of God go on trickster. his side. Go gambler. Yeah. Wild so card. Of course. He's like, yeah, door. Oh, yeah. I just love Matt. Like you guys are talking about him. I'm like, oh Matt. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just yes. that lovable scoundrel. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and and we so end the chapter. Yeah, we end the chapter <laughs> with with this whole scene with with Matt being like, yeah, sure. I, I'm. I'll, I I'll definitely good. won't sure. do that, Queen. Cross his yeah. fingers mm-hmm. behind. Right, yeah. exactly. He's going to play more away. cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you met I me? I left a caveat. <laughs> it's fine. Loophole. Egwene knew what she was doing. Yeah. She knew who she was telling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. the, well, see, part of me wonders whether or not she wanted him to go and test it out to see if he'd make it back. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got this luck. Let's see how, how lucky he is. Let's see if he makes it out. Let's find out what he learns. Let's find out if it's, you know, if I should do it. Right. Highly mm-hmm. manipulative. Very Isodai-ish. I don't know that she put Matt, you know, in danger like that. But at the same time, hmm. he's expendable. I don't know. I Because she even says, like, in that conversation, I hope you're not planning on running away. You are important. And so I don't think that she sees him as a dispensable person. And I really think that she's doing what she thinks is best by telling him about this, even though she knows exactly who matt is she can't keep to herself the one thing that may be possible for him but may also kill him maybe she's just maybe she's just riding a high of being asked for advice (laughs) that she's not you know what i mean thinking she's using it to like keep her image Mm -hmm. elevated i was thinking Mm. that too good point you know it's nothing it's there is nothing about this that makes me think, oh, she's a better person. Because if it had been anything about her not wanting to lie and being helpful, she wouldn't have lied to Rand. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Touche. Mm. That whole scene beforehand. Yeah. So anything we missed from this chapter or anything, or chapters, I mean, as we wrap up this one? I don't really think that I have anything else to add. Okay. 
Just the quote. Egwene shook her head. However much everything else changed, Matt just never would. Hmm. That's Aww, the complete and total lie. Sad. That Can't is wait for Matt sad. to like become the new Matt. I still feel like there's some dagger interaction that we're missing, or <laughs> some scar tissue that, or some darkness in his soul that who knows seeds have been planted. He becomes another person, or he could become a great person. Like he does have those holes in his memory. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, like he doesn't feel like back. a complete human being, which throws him off balance, and I think. Rightly so, you know. There is this knife, right, that I hear as, like, wanting to be with Matt and, like, wanting to control Matt, and and Matt can wield it better than anybody else. So I'm thinking that that knife might come back into play eventually. Hmm. Yeah. So favorite character from this chapter? I'll start with you, Chris, because it looks like Ian um, disappeared for a little bit. So, um, Chris. Who is my favorite from this chapter? I don't like any of them. From these chapters. Yeah, like I'm I'm real I really am trying to think about it. Like I don't care for Elaine or Egwene when it in regards to these chapters. Rand is just there. But I mean if I had to give it to anybody, I guess it would have to be Rand. Okay. Just because of his use of the power. And the fact that he's become this scholar. Like, I don't remember reading in the first book that he had, like, an affinity for reading or anything like that. But just out of necessity, he's now scouring through volumes of books and and memorizing and understanding and educating himself. And he has gotten himself out of this farmer mentality. And he is slowly becoming a ruler. Now, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I have yet to decide. But... He has, you know, morphed quite a bit, so I appreciate that about him. Okay. Uh, since Ian's not here, I'll answer for him. His favorite character was Gaul. Um, I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but I'm just going to put that it out there. That was my favorite character. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I wrote was, down. I was like, Gaul. Gaul. Gaul is was, my favorite character. Was Avienda in Chapter 7? Was there a point no. where there was, no, she was like, she was she, mentioned because of the jewels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> At least that's what yeah. I remember. It, it might have yes. been the chapter before that, then, when they're like, she sometimes yeah. you forget yes. she's she in was, a room. She <laughs> was, she was mentioned the chapter before. Okay. And, uh, yeah. It, so Ian probably would say that or Land, even though Land wasn't in the chapter. He always speaks Land. Um, <laughs> land. Um, land the man. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so next week we'll be doing uh, two more chapters, Decisions and The Stone Stands. So those are going to be fun. Um, Stone Stands. Yeah, they're fun chapters. Um, At least The Stone Stands Mm -hmm. is an awesome chapter. Um, so I'm actually... stone stands or there are stone Mm -hmm. stands? No, the stone, like the Stone of Tear, the stone Mm -hmm. stands. Oh. Ooh, is there a battle scene coming up? There's a prediction. Raffo? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for coming yeah, on. Thanks um, for having yeah. us. Thank you and, for having us. Yeah, it's been fun. This has been, a, this has been a fun recording. So how can everyone find you guys? How can they support you? How can they find you? You can Google Rotatar Volan Podcast, and we're the 
the <laughs> first thing that pops up. There you go. Google it. Yeah, it, pull, it pulls up everything. It gets our Spotify. It gets our Apple Podcasts. We have a Threadless shop, um, which has some really beautiful designs on it. And I, I, I'm just going to plug our Threadless shop. Amber, your work is so beautiful. Um, <clears throat> Amber makes all these really cool designs, and you can get them on all kinds of things. And... We've been really happy with the products that have come out of it so far. So that's a way you can support us by some Wheel of Time themed merch. Like it's not all like blazoned Road to Tarval and stuff. It's like Wheel of Time inspired things. And it's really pretty. Cool. Maybe pretty mm -hmm. isn't the right word. It's. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's I awesome. I love it. It appeals <laughs> to me. There you go. Um, good. So yeah, I think that's honestly the best way to find us. All right, awesome. Well, really how we be fair? Figure out the first pop up. What do you say? I said it really is that easy. They are the first to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're easy. real good with our SEO. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that easy. Yep. So, how we can be found at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those great places. www.thewheelreads.com um, is our website. Um, it has links to all our good stuff, like our Discord community. Um, we are, well, now that Tracy joined us, uh, 460 <laughs> some odd members strong. Um, um, you know, and growing. So we're almost to 500 members in our Discord. So it is a large community. Uh, we it have is. a lot of first time readers on our Discord. So it's, uh, you know, we, we, we like to read through all of their thoughts, and they are actively. Um, in different channels talking about their first read through. So if you're a first time reader, we'd really love you to come and join us. Um, also how to support us. Uh, you have links to our merchandise. Uh, we do have merchandise as well. Um, all sorts of things from t-shirts to frosty mugs to hats and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, mm. Go check it out. Uh, the links on our, on our website to that. And then also through Patreon. Um, yeah, um, that's the easiest way, our best way to support us. Um, obviously, it's a monthly donation or our, our, our payment to us. Uh, you get all sorts of perks and benefits with that. Uh, we have different tiers. Uh, and depending on how much you decide to um, uh, give to us, we open up a lot more to you guys. Uh, things like free merch. I wouldn't say, I, I guess I can't say free because you're paying for it. But uh, so <laughs> things like things like merch are, are live recordings. Um, at the $1 a month level, you get access to all of our recordings live. Occasionally we do open up for everyone um, like we did t today, but, um, but uh, you know, most episodes are for patrons only. Um, and that's about all I got for this week. So since Ian's not here, I'll just say until next time. Peace. Bye. Peace. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the wheel of reads. See y'all next time. Ten. Oh, is, that a is that a niner? Do I see a niner in there? Are you recording from a walkie-talkie? Uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yeah. Hi. How's everyone doing hey. in chat? Let's see. We got some people doing on there. Um, can you guys hear us? Uh, yep, we got a high. We'll go around and do some quick mic checks just to make sure everyone can be heard on Discord. So, Tracy, if you want to talk. Yeah, sure. I, okay. I hope that I am being heard. All right. Ian. Uh, hello. How's it going? 
Um, Amber. I'm Ian. <laughs> hi, hi. Hello. And Chris. Nope. I don't hear you at all. You're muted. You're muted. Oh, he's muted on here. He's muted on here. You muted yourself. I love <laughs> you. Oh. Have a night. Love you. My chair is caught in the rug. <laughs> I'm stuck, guys. Ooh. Chris, Chris started singing, and suddenly her song. chair got all discombobulated. That's what I said. I was like, Ooh, what's wrong with that chair? It's, so, it's such Amber. a sound melting Ooh. thing that even Amber's chair couldn't The chair couldn't it. take it. It was like, no, no, I must melt now. <laughs> I'm not leaving the spot. Oh, I love video so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's some joke in there about getting caught in the rug, but I just I can't quite put it together. But you know you know what I meant. So mm, yeah, there we go. I do. Still funny. Yeah. Cool. Is everybody drinking? I mean, it's daytime, so I'm not sure. I'm sure Ian is. He's at the river. Yeah. You know, I thought about it, but I figured I'm gonna stick with coffee and water for the time oh, being. Sure. It's yeah. still that time Smart. of day for me. Okay. Smart. Yeah. Champagne Tracy isn't making an appearance today. I know. I really oh, cheers. I know. I and I have like two bottles of it just sitting in the in the cabinet in the kitchen. Like, mm. So, so it's not notes. that far away, is what you're saying? No, it isn't. It isn't. I'm like, it's not too late to Don't change worry, my mind, and maybe I will. We'll see. Choi- we'll choices. have intermission. I got all the Ooh, way there'll from. there'll be an intermission. Then yes. I got all the way from Washington D.C., which is not far from here. Um, some cider. It's district dry. And then um, depending on how long we go, I got uh, the backup is a good old no law claw. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I love a white claw. Uh, Do some white claws. I had no idea how potent they were until one of my friend's oh, yeah. birthday parties. And I was like, these are great. And I just drank them like they were seltzer water. And then I had to bike home drunk. And I'm mm. going to tell you that that was like two years ago. So that it wasn't like stupid move in my 20s it was like i just tried one that was like hibiscus flavored and i was like Mm. okay this tastes like perfume not into Mm. it i like the black cherry and Mm -hmm. uh what's the other one that's really good (laughs) 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 i'm I'm actually mine is black cherry is it oh you got it truly i don't i've never had these before but it's black cherry lemonade so I don't know. You're, maybe you're right, Chris. Maybe I will always drink these forever. Maybe, maybe. so. Yeah. Now these are. Uh, I, I, I'm doing the natural line today, just because that's all. I, ooh, got the gong going. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Sorry. Careful those springs. Really has, has, there. We we got these new mic booms that we have, but they have springs in them. So if you move them really hard, really fast, mm. the springs the springs mm-hmm. will gong. So. Mm. So many jokes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yesterday, Tracy headbutted hers, so. I did. Cool. I did. I got real excited, and I, like, went bam. And thankfully, it, like, hit my really solid headphones. Before. But yeah. sometimes I get excited, and my hands go everywhere. And it's, like, I think I There's even said it our recording. I was like, it's not like we don't record with a microphone in my face every time. And I'm still like, bam, bam, take that mic. <laughs> So it's a bit yeah. embarrassing. Sounds good. Happens. Well, so yeah, your mind what, where my mind went. <clears throat> um, Amber is quiet. That's what I'm getting from. Oh, she's not, she's not saying anything. Yeah, she's, she's just she's just sitting. Get closer turn, to the mic. Yeah, I can turn things up a little bit if I get too much closer. Then go full NPR voice. 
You just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta get right about here and talk into it. Hey guys. Is that any My better? Is, is that better? Chat, homies. No. Chat. Sound, sound pretty good over here. No, they said no. No. Um, Sometimes Discord strange. chat group does f with us. Yeah, so. cause you sound fine on the recording. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. That's weird. Do, you can jiggle the handle. Um, you blow on the cartridge lightly and then slowly put it in and <laughs> jiggle it a little bit. Anything? Right. Yeah. Do you guys hear the tapping? Let me go into my settings real quick. And yeah, see if you can play around with it. Check things out. <laughs> So usually our show takes about a half an hour to an hour to get the technical difficulties worked out. This is completely normal. Right. Um, oh, yeah. The actual yeah. show is five minutes Better? long. <laughs> the actual show is five minutes. That's yeah. what we have. It's fine to me, someone else said. It might just be okay. Zool. Mm. Mm. Zool. I can hear you fine, Amber. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll wait to hear from anything else. Azul just tried to reconnect herself, so maybe maybe it was on her end. Anyways, um, do you guys want do you guys want to start this episode or? I do yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, so just kind of uh, obviously warnings. Chris and Ian, uh, meet Wad and CP time have not um, read past these chapters, so obviously uh. the readers. So keep spoilers to a minimum. Um, are none. You can talk about I have my air horn handy, so okay. Thanks. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> no, I'm like, so. you're so prepared. And, and just for formatting, I'll kind of go through kind of some housekeeping things. There's not much I have to talk about this week, and then we will let you guys introduce yourselves and talk all about your podcast yourselves, what you do. Feel free to take as much time as you want. Um, we, we don't really have time limits. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, are you keeping any serious. video from this, Alan, or is this just audio? Yeah, this, this is this is going to be video too. So we are going to do a highlight okay. reel on the YouTubes. Right. So. Mm. so, me getting caught in the rug. <laughs> that stays. That stays. I hope that's right. <laughs> yeah. that amazing. I, I think it was recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, so brief pause, and I'll jump right in. <laughs> 